0: Hello, listening people. Hello there. You're listening to Spin Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. Yep. I'm your host, Rance Lewinsky.
1: He is. Clap, everyone. And who are you? I'm Bartek. Boo, everyone.
0: You're, my, you're the other host yeah. of Spin Polish. And of course, we're called Spin Polish, likely because we are always spitting... And we both happen to be Polish, isn't that right, Bartek? Yep, and thanks for not booing me when I said to boo. No, I'm not that kind of guy, I'm not that kind of guy, 2017, new year, yeah. I'm going to be
1: a, le- a less booer of Bartek. Are we going to be one of those people like, it's 2017, guys, we're not booing anymore.
0: No, I'm going to be like, it's 2017, guys. Oh, I'm <laughs> so sorry. So, you're listening to our show, and it is called Unappreciated Masterpieces, and what we do on Unappreciated Masterpieces is we do feature-length audio commentaries for movies that seemingly don't deserve a commentary, for movies that have been forgotten by the general mas- masses, mashes, by, the general, by the general mashed potatoes, by the general masses, and have not been appreciated for the quality that they are, which is a masterpiece, of course, especially to us, because each movie is a piece of art. Even ones that you would consider a product of a studio still has people who spent time on it. People who worked on the set design, the costumes, the writing, the acting, the directing, the lighting, cinematography, editing. Many people dedicate their lives to these movies and for them just to be swept under the rug and forgotten is devastating to us. So we find movies that we consider to be an unappreciated masterpiece and we talk about them, Mm -hmm. we find out Why are they unappreciated? We find out why they are a masterpiece. We try and look and maybe shine a light on movies that need to be discussed. Yeah, we're different from you mashed potatoes. Yeah. So, Bartek. Yeah, that's me. What is the unappreciated masterpiece we're going to be covering on this episode? The
1: movie that we're doing today is an unappreciated masterpiece. The unappreciated masterpiece slash film slash movie slash thing you'd watch in a Nickelodeon, slash theatre, slash movie room, slash TV, is "Che oh, maska okay. c- Sorry, "Che." Ma- no, oh, well c- that changes everything. Yeah, now you, now <laughs> no, you know what it no. is. <laughs> no, I got it right, right. The, I got it right the first Are time. Sh- yeah.
0: I'm going to correlate this with my, c- with my mas-
1: Polish community. "Che <laughs> maska
0: Unfortunately it makes no difference cuz i although being polish along with bartek yeah, i do not it, right. know how to oh. speak polish <gasps> i know it's still shocking after a year or episode so episode 54
1: maybe 55 and you still saying the same thing and i'm still surprised by it i'm
0: surprised that you are surprised to that's, be
1: honest hold on hold on, just for a second guys what i just said that's acting 101
0: i wasn't acting i still don't know polish
1: <laughs> that's actually true he was he was genuinity i was Actininity.
0: So, what are we watching?
1: The movie we are watching today, dear mashed potatoes, is from 2011. Oh, sorry, you say the year later on when you like suddenly know the movie. Uh, is Three
0: Musketeers? <gasps> Three Musketeers from 1971 with Charlton Heston. <laughs> Yay! Is that the one we're watching? I don't know. No, we're watching. You- we're watching the Candy
1: Bar the candy bar i think there's a three musketeers candy bar within like america
0: oh no we're watching the three musketeers 2011 by paul ws anderson <laughs> and with mila jovovich the full movie or of jovovich. the trailer we're watching all of
2: it oh yeah
0: cool so we do not always do these alone we are often joined by a guest a magical guest and for a movie of the three musketeers we need our third musketeer on this episode Bartek is of course I'm not the third musketeer No, Bartek is of course Athos
1: Oh, right
0: I'm. Uh, is that the religious one? No, that's the leader okay. The the Isn't he? We'll Th- find out Athos, Aramis and Aramis, Aramis is the religious one in this movie Okay, so
1: I'm Okay, I'm the one that I used to Okay, I'll get into that later
0: I'm Aramis because I really believe in the cause
1: mm-hmm. and... and you don't finish prayers Sorry, we'll get into that later
0: And uh, what was the other one? Pothos. And our Pothos, who's our Pothos for this episode, good question. We are luckily joined by an amazing friend of ours and guest, Lachlan Redfern. Hello,
3: hello. Hello. And I'd just like to point out that in this show dedicated to Polish people, I'm the only one of us who's actually lived in Poland. I have what you don't know, but Bar- is... Bar- thats <laughs> presumptuous, my friend. <laughs> oh, sorry, Bartek, have you lived there? I think when I was an infant, for like a little bit. Well, how long did sorry, you live Bartek. there, Lachlan? Uh, just uh, I barely months. remember it. What was it eighteen?
0: Eighteen—that's better than yours. <laughs> I think that is better. Yeah. So I think Lachlan's the real Polish guest here. Yeah, I'm out. I'm how out. old were you when you lived in Poland?
3: Uh, around around eleven. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, you, did you pick up any of the language? Uh pretty much none of it i know how to say no yeah and i'm a little rusty but i think i know how to sort of order non carbonated drinks yeah gasavani or is that it Ryan i understood 100% of what he said <laughs> every word We are
0: finally joined by a polish person
1: now because
3: it's like but, but but because it's like the polish they love to carbonate all of their water
0: fucking i don't i really don't get it It's because they really have not... It's because they haven't watched the 2011 classic The Three Musketeers.
1: Okay, I'm going to do
3: a 3-2-1 countdown. They would carbonate their rivers if they could. Oh, bloody hell, they would.
1: (laughs) I'm going to do a 3-2-1 countdown, and then we're going to go, Fuck Gazovane! Three, two, one, fuck
0: What What is that? Yay! Well, it means fuck Carbonation. Oh, fuck Carbonation! Woo! Alright, guys. I like soft drinks, though. I, just don't I like soft drinks water. too. But <laughs> enough about soft drinks, more about the hard drink that you should be drinking while watching Three Musketeers. Get your legal copy of The Three Musketeers ready, because I imagine everyone has a copy of The Three Musketeers from 2011. Mm. I imagine we all do. We all do. That's the answer. Yeah. So. Get ready because we're going to start this magnificent film in three, three two, two, one, play. play. I mean, play. Play. So uh, an amazing fact about the copy of the film that I have got for us Is this was a dual audio one Because this movie is so popular in India apparently That this is yeah. also a Hindi version
3: I heard it was quite popular in Japan <laughs> Yeah
0: I, I did too It would be because it has slow motion I
1: think I heard that it was popular in Japan And I think it was either India or Germany
3: India or Germany Is there really no emotion in Japan or... Uh. What? I
0: don't know.
1: Well, I mean, the samurai, they really liked fighting.
0: <laughs> they for their yeah. country
1: to unify Should I have giggled at that? I don't know. You should have. <laughs> I'll, I'm giving you a history lesson. I mean, you can giggle at that.
0: You you can giggle at everything. <laughs> should we talk here. about World War 2 Poland? You, Ryan. World War II Japan's even more interesting <laughs> if we really wanted to go there. So, yeah. guys, we open up with a film that gives us a narration at the start, which is never, ever. Brought again into the film.
3: It also gives us toy figurines.
0: Are they toys or are they men?
3: They look like toys, Ryan. <laughs> but what do they represent?
0: So, I don't know. But doesn't it look? I weird think that they the all- need
3: to clean out for director's attic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Paul W.S. Anderson's just like Couldn't make another Resident Evil movie Until I cleared out my toys Well you know Hideo Kojima
1: When he made the original Metal Gear Solid Oh uh, good, let's bring up Metal Gear Solid Only the, f- the first Metal Gear Solid Yeah, go on He designed levels by making uh, Making them all with Legos Lego blocks And apparently his family His wife and child were like Yeah dad's just spending
3: all his time playing with Lego Ah good That's (laughs) That's that's why the sequel is about divorce
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Here I got very very interested By the film I had never seen this movie before I think we should start out with our histories of the movie I personally never seen this movie before And if I'm honest I don't think I've ever actually sat down And watched a Three Musketeers movie I've never read the book. I think I just know of the Three Musketeers from just general pop culture. Bartek, have you seen this movie before? I saw it in the cinemas. Oh, yeah? Yep.
1: I remember I saw it with, I think, about four or five others. There was my stepbrother, this one gal pal, and I can't remember which two guy pals were the rest. It might have been Malloy and Jono who'd been on the show, but that's just me guessing. Mm. Um, And I remember... When I walked out of it, it was, you know, kind of a a sad outlook. I I walked out of it and it was like the first time I really thought back in 2011 that like, you know, some movies just, you come out of them and they're not good and they're not bad. There's just, it it gave me nothing really. But now that I'm more evolved, mature, non-mashed potato, I I think I, I truly understand the beauty behind this movie. Thanks to having watching it again, as I am now 23 going on 24.
0: Ah. Oh. Yes. 13 going on 30. <laughs> yes. That's a film. Lachlan, what about you? What's your history with this movie?
3: Well, I watched 40 minutes of it last night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was I that tried... good, was it? <laughs> yep, yep, that good. I I tried to watch the whole thing, but it like it took a while to load, and I had to go to bed. And it's like I had to wake up uh, in, it was in the morning for some or something and it's just you know how it goes oh, I know how it goes I mean I well, that's. you don't that's... know how it goes you haven't seen it yet oh oh Ooh, look at this <laughs> I am the knight I <laughs> am Batman <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Dark Knight Rises was the year after wasn't it? <laughs> Yep, totally ripped off this movie. My favorite bit. And holy
3: shit, he really is Batman. One of
0: my favorite bits was this, where he clearly snaps like the boat in half, and then like (laughs) (laughs) it's clearly normal again. I think what Lachlan just said about his experience with this movie, and what we what we don't know Bartek is, uh, now Lachlan whispered this to me. He didn't want to embarrass himself on the show. He he didn't say that he watched like he said he watched forty minutes of it, like. But he didn't watch, like, the first 40 minutes. He watched random 10-minute chunks throughout the movie. What? So he has a general understanding okay. of the film. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Or am okay. I? No, no. <laughs> Lachlan, Lachlan, of course, being the great auteur that he is, has an understanding of the Three Musketeers still, still. Thank don't. you. He, Thank you, yes. you, You know, he's the guy who, who prays a lot. Fun fact, he's played by Luke Evans. Mm-hmm. And one of the trivia facts about yeah. this?
1: Did you read this trivia fact? Yeah, was was that the trivia fact about him being like the second gay, gay actor, actor to play, play this Arabist? role? Yeah. And I'm like,
0: oh okay. It's very interesting that that's a worthy of a trivia fact. And yeah. then I was like, well, I guess it taught me something, which was, I didn't know Luke Evans was gay. It also taught me that Luke Evans is an actor. I didn't really know who Luke Evans was. I, yeah. And then I realised he's an actor who's been trying to really crack on to everything like he's played Dracula, he he's in the Fast and Furious. Well, Fury. Dracula's a
1: bat-themed character, and we just established, you know, that and, other and, bat-themed
0: character. And he's, you know, dealing with religion on some level or form, mm. you know. And and then and then he's in the Fast Fast and Furious film series. I don't know if he's in one or more. And you know, it's ew, you, know, ooh, that's how, uh, He, he was the
3: main star of uh, Dracula Untold.
0: Was he Dracula? Yep. Oh, good. I thought he was the Untold. <laughs> So, Good one. I was very proud of that. Good boy, Ryan, pat on the back. Thanks, Bartok, for that pat.
1: So, I gave you a second one.
0: Just oh, p- I'm getting... Oh, I feel... Look, his, his arms are free to give over... Uh, a pat on your back. A pat on my back. <laughs> <laughs> look, it's the grip of Dimension. <laughs> so, I really got confused because I'm not... Like I said, I haven't really got as much of a knowledge of the Three Musketeers. What about you guys, uh, in general? Like, the general Musketeers?
1: Um, I've seen this movie, and I've played a Kingdom Hearts game that has a Three Musketeers-based level, but that's
3: it. I've heard a Three uh, Musketeers trivia question in the finale of Slumber Dog Millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> and also I saw the Pajama Men's productions of like two man free musketeers. Okay. Which was pretty hilarious. And contained many r- rants against artisanal cutting boards.
0: Oh, really? Fantastic. See, I I I think I just know the off for one one for all, they 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 fight, there's uh you know, there's there's always there's always kind of a fourth musketeer but they don't ever say that. And then we should
3: have had a fourth musketeer. We should have? We, we do. We've never, we, had, we've never had four people. The
0: fourth musketeer is the film itself.
2: Ooh. I
0: know. Wait a moment. Don't walk across. It's too easy. But no, I, I, I did not know the character of Milady. Apparently she is a character. There's, in the 1970s film franchise, there's a sequel called The Revenge of Milady. And I did not know her as a character, and now I do. I'm very glad that Mila Jovovich introduced me to this character. I imagine she's this ass-kicking in all the renditions of of the tales. Mm. This is
3: Milady using the patented booby trap evasion method. Run really fast and <laughs> hope it doesn't hit me.
0: Run really fast in the slowest. Sorry, of... I just heard booby. I heard traps. She so <laughs> <laughs> really turned on.
3: Her special skill is limbo.
0: Her special skill is something like this. Movie doesn't want to let us know what it is. It's kind of like she's really good at everything. She has
1: good fortune, good skills, and then guns happen.
0: And she doesn't use guns too much. The one time she tries to, then you know. It doesn't.
3: Doesn't. (laughs) No gunpowder.
0: Oh, got me there. (laughs) This is one of my favorite moments in the film, Lachlan. I I really want to know what. I thought you
3: said you never seen it before. I've seen the film. Oh.
0: oh, no, now I've seen the movie. Spoiler alert, I didn't see it when it came out, but now I've seen it. Okay. My history with this is I've seen it because of this show, and it really changed my life.
1: Typically when we watch films on this show, it's our second viewing. Yes. Sometimes more.
0: So, what I was going to say, you was I really want to know what you think of this sequence here, in which they've broken into Da Vinci's secret vaults of of like plans and weapons and designs and all that and then they proceed just to destroy it like they flood it and explode it what do you think about that considering it's da vinci's vault with the possibility of so many great inventions
3: my my main problem isn't really for sort of like defiling da vinci of all that is bad it's just it's like look at this scene here look at all the water just sort of rushing out and flooding this chapel like i is the chapel underwater? like yeah, like like this doesn't really make any sense for the entire thing to be to be flooded unless it was way below sea level.
0: Did you not know Venice is way below sea level? I did. Did you not know that about? <laughs> oh, yes, but are
3: there chapels built below entirely below mm-hmm. sea level? It's just
0: you know, it's the underwater chapel. <laughs> It's the Atlanteans have got a pray somewhere.
1: Personally, I just think that, you know, thanks to the kinds of uh, crypts and tombs we see in the Assassin's Creed 2 game, I
0: thought Leonardo Da Vinci's tomb could have had a lot more puzzles. I do agree. Now, you know, this sequence here, in which it's revealed that she's a traitor, it really did strike me. I'm like, oh, I didn't expect this, because I obviously don't know her character that well, so I didn't expect it to happen, and I think Someone who has to be praised for uh, their acting chops in this is this guy here, Athos. In all the reviews that I've found and all the critiques I've found, wait,
1: positive. The religious one or the no, the main guy, the cynical one.
0: The cynical one. Yeah, Aramis is the religious one, who's Luke Evans. Athos, he's a um the guy who plays him. I nowhere I've found any of the reviews or ratings, positive or negative, really bring up how much uh well how much strength and dignity he brings to this performance he's the one out of the three musketeers that i you has know has the most depth depth sure. relatability and a fully fleshed out character in terms of his pure acting chops alone not so much the writing i think he this guy brings a lot to his performance and I mm. I just want to praise him now while he's on the screen giving one of the best scenes in the movie for his acting which is him being betrayed. I think it's really great. And of course, everyone's favorite Orlando Bloom is involved.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: So mm. Ryan, you <laughs> we all had a
0: mm about Orlando. You and I
1: had a bit of a confusion uh oh. Regarding what Orlando Bloom's role was going to be before we watched the movie recently. Logan, you'll love this. This is great. (laughs) All right, how should we start this? I'll go. Okay. Okay.
0: The only thing I knew about this movie was two things. Yeah. I knew that Orlando Bloom was a villain.
2: Right.
0: and And the second thing was that he flew an airship. That's all I knew, right? That's all I could remember. And I told this as the Barzak, I was like... He was like, hey, Ryan, we should do the Three Musketeers on the show. And I'm like, yeah, that's the one where Orlando Bloom's the villain, yeah? And he has an airship. And what did you say to me? I basically said, wait, no, that's not right. Because when I saw the
1: movie for the first time in 2011, I walked out of it, And when I was talking about it with my friends, I thought that Orlando Bloom played Aramis, the religious one. Because they look very similar, you might notice. Yeah, I,
3: I keep getting them mixed up when I saw this. Too. And
1: when I when I walked out of the cinema, I was like, "Oh yeah," and Orlando Blue, he was the uh, you know one of the Musketeers, the religious one—and my friend told me, "No." He wasn't the religious guy. He was... He was the king. Was like, <laughs> the king? You mean, like, the wimpy, childish guy? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, okay. Bloom
0: really is aging. And, and
1: because... <laughs> because, like I mentioned... I established this already um, a few minutes ago. I, I walked out of the movie kind of not thinking much about it. I just kind of took my friend's word for it and... Didn't investigate. Didn't investigate. I just accepted it. And it <laughs> now, six years later, we're doing this movie. And I realized that no my friend was wrong he was they were full of shit and i really should get my revenge against them bloody yeah. revenge
0: i love the fact that your friend really paid attention to the movie too <laughs> so it's like, you thought he was a musketeer they thought he was the king and no one interjected said he's, he's the duke he's he's one of the villains yeah and, and okay so so lachlan with that being said he made me think oh so And I don't remember you going into that much detail. I just remember you saying like, oh, he's not the bad guy. He's just a foolish guy who wants plans. That's all you said to me. You're like, he's a foolish guy. And I'm like, oh, okay. So Lachlan, I'm sitting here watching the movie and and I'm seeing Orlando Bloom being evil as anything. He's like, (laughs) Twitter's twirling his mustache, that opening scene, he's basically like, I'm evil. And I'm thinking to myself, my well, Bartok said he's a good guy. So I, there must be some kind of twist during this movie to show that he's a good guy. Like, like, oh, he's one of those villains that isn't actually a villain. So they're, like, oh, they're going to be like, oh, they go to the Tower of London and they go there and they actually find out that, no, he's actually trying to help the French and the English and all this. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then that never happens. So and the in, movie ends with him being like, I'm going to wage war.
1: I'm going to be the villain in a potential sequel. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, if you view the three musketeers in this movie as assholes like I do, then he is undoubtedly the hero.
0: Oh, I guess. (laughs)
3: Like, they kill a lot of innocent people across this movie.
0: And I think, you know, that could be one of the things that makes this not as loved as it could be. I think, you know... The
3: slaughter of innocence.
0: (laughs) Well, we all have to lose our innocence one day. Whether it's slaughtered by a Three Musketeers remake or not.
3: Or you look at a normal website. I don't want to hear how you lost your innocence, Ryan. I lost
0: my innocence when I saw this movie last night. It just exploded all over the shop. So, this movie... What I was going to say was... This movie has a lot of characters. I think that's fair to say. There's a lot. There's our Three Musketeers. There's three bad guys. Essentially, yeah. And there's... You know no, four bad guys technically because Oh uh, Milady, I guess. Yeah. Oh no, five. Because oh. um Mads Mickelson here who plays um what's his character's name?
1: show was it?
0: Yeah. He has his right hand man, the blonde guy that Oh yeah and I... he he plays a central role because he captures the girl, he does a lot of stuff that's nefarious. He's,
3: he's the most minor of the five, I'd say. Yeah, the most he's still... nefarious thing is that his Mads Mickelson.
0: Yeah it is it, the twist that he's actually a good guy in this as well? Like, imagine that.
1: He's the same character as from The Hunt. Yeah, he's just an innocent teacher. He's just an innocent kindergarten teacher. <laughs>
0: uh, so, what I was going to say was, this, this movie has a plethora of characters. Men and women, good and bad, rich and poor. Did we... Did we uh, <laughs> that was a great reaction by Mads Mikkelsen, I must say, just then. Did we have a favourite character? Anyone who leapt out at us, big or small? Um for
1: me, I think the first time I watched it I really liked Pothos. Simply mm. because he kind of looked my like my stepdad, and my stepdad is the kind of even though he more so speaks Polish, um he still speaks a fair bit of English. He he's always kind of like a dad jokey kind of guy, and I just found him kind of funny for that reason alone.
0: Yeah, fair enough.
1: Um, but having watched it last night, uh it's a hard call. I kind of liked um Christoph Waltz as the what was it the uh, the Duke the no. Cardinal Cardinal my
0: mistake yes Christoph Walt Christoph Waltz is good I I don't know but uh, Lachlan who 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 really struck you as a character that you liked a favorite
3: well not really anyone it's just like <laughs> are you a,
0: sure this is one of the greatest films ever
3: made uh, it's like I I felt a bit sorry for the uh, king because you, you know he's a brat but yet he's he struggles with such inadequacy mm. um oh god that's very telling of me <laughs> anyway anyway it's just sort of like um but it's just like the main musketeers they did strike me uh it's sort of like it struck me as just like the worst people i've ever seen in a movie in a movie oh, never mind. have so, you sorry, not I'm seen stu- batman versus stuttering. superman yeah. Ryan don't tease him he's getting emotional about the film
2: <laughs> that, sorry this Ryan, very
3: serious, serious. I L-
0: Lachlan, that's a good thing you know don't no no need to apologize this film overwhelms us all in our hearts I like,
3: actually do like this sequence here yeah, this is pretty nice
0: where he's entering yeah. uh, Paris and he interacts with each one of the uh musketeers no. I think it's very ingenious as well like the fact that he only encounters them. And they all uh, best gag in in the film is in this sequence. Do you want to guess the best gag, the best joke? Ryan I think you're just gonna have to lay it on me. Luke Evans gives him a ticket for yeah. his horse pooping. <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> like in this modern age and well, time? Well, the ticket was
1: failure to pick it up.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's exactly right. But like, what do tickets in this period of time do? Like, how are they going to track this guy down in his horse? <laughs> you know what I mean? If they impounded his horse, you know what I mean? You know what well, I'm talking about? Like, with a car, they can get their registration, their plate, or whatever, and they bang it on there. But this guy's just got a horse? Well, this is where you have to
1: <laughs> think great... on the movie's level, Ryan. How many ticket inspectors are in this movie? One? One. And And he's a musketeer
0: too? You're right.
1: And do you not think that Luke Evans is one of the most knowledgeable of the group? Perhaps one of the most knowledgeable people in the movie. Perhaps he can track people down. Did
0: you know there's a trivia fact? Is he not an assassin? (laughs) He isn't?
1: Sort of.
0: I don't think he's an assassin.
1: Well, look... He's, he's dwelling in the spectrum of assassininity. Yeah, I guess, I guess. I think he, of all people, would be able to track people down
0: mm.
3: by their horse. Fair enough. And, and then it's poop. like his first scene was based on Assassin's Creed.
0: Yeah, there you go. Oh, look, look. It was even in Venice. This mm-hmm. guy reminds me of the, the the suit guy that we see in a few scenes. He reminds me of the actor Alan Cumming. Like <laughs> oh my God, the guy That is the, night the suit crawl. guy we see
3: in a few scenes. Yeah,
0: he's a great guy. But, um... No, I like the ticket joke because it gives you that feeling of like, oh, they're playing around with modern jokes in this movie. Mm. But no, you're saying he's a ticket inspector, he's the only one. Did you know he's the only actor to, the only gay actor to play a ticket inspector in the three, three Musketeers movie? movie? <laughs> That's <laughs> a good point. Should, they should put that in the trivia. Luke Evans, only gay actor to play in the, in, in the inspector <laughs> on the
1: IMDb connections section. We'll connect it to Spit and Polish presents when we referenced this very Yeah, thing.
0: exactly. Um, I I haven't told you mine. I really liked the King. I think the King had a lot going for him, guys. I think what I liked about him was he went through a character arc throughout the movie. He he developed. Oh, yeah. He changed. Someone and at the end to. of, the, and at the end of the movie, even though he's a minor character, at the end of the movie, I felt like he could be the leader of France eventually. Like as he grows up, like his petulant nature is typical for his age, and you know he doesn't know what he's doing. But I felt like by the end of the movie, he's gained enough skills and confidence in himself that it made me feel like if a future installment was going to happen you could see that guy being throughout you the movies... You mean there wasn't a
3: dozen sequels to this? No.
0: There's only this one at the moment. Shocking. If they made say three of these, a trilogy, I'd say by the end of the third, like in each movie, it's him becoming more and more of a man. Like more and more of a dignified, noble, smart leader and less of a petulant kid. But still a little flam, a little bit you know... You know anxious but still At the end of the day he becomes the leader Of France that they need Mm -hmm. Instead of the evil cardinal And I think that this movie Sets that puzzle piece up and I feel Like that Performance really matches The character that we are given and Then some I think he really adds a lot To it right now he's
1: king But in the third movie he's the leader Of France
0: yeah Like you know
1: and he chews Chuck Norris For breakfast
2: okay
0: I think this is my least favourite outfit of her outfits, if
2: I'm going to be honest
1: with
0: you. It's a bit bit drab. It does not comfort her hips very well if I must say. Mm -hmm. They're all the way out to like the other side of the room.
2: Meanwhile, the carnival.
3: I feel like I should point out that the previous scene was like our heroes essentially getting into life or death fights over respectively a a glass of beer and a an insult over someone's outfit and a parking ticket. Well,
0: in all fairness, these are
3: all capital offences. Well, po- pooping yeah. ticket.
0: A pooping ticket. But in the guy's defence of his outfit, in his defence, like he's the one that I felt like I had a dignified reason to kill this guy because he brought his uh for these times. He brought his uh, wealth and masculinity into question by being like, "You're accepting money from a woman. How pathetic is that?" And he's like, well, "How dare you!" And all that. But he wasn't suggesting that at all. It's him was like,
3: "Are you suggesting I took this money from a woman?" I
0: guess that's fair enough. But in that guy's mind, that like it's noble enough for a fight for these days. But in reality, you know, he's like, in you know, he's 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 not too sure of himself. He's feeling inadequate. And doesn't that really lead to the detriment of man inadequacy?
1: That and the fact that he's not wearing the latest fashion. The king? Yeah. I love his
0: outfits during this movie. He looks like a leprechaun in each (laughs) one of them.
3: I can't imagine why the cardinal thinks this king should be replaced.
0: Now, none of us... Honestly, it's
3: hard not to root for him. (laughs) Is it because the cardinal gets more chicks?
0: Yeah, I like these guys cutting the wood there, and one of them's like standing underneath the wood. Like, eventually, like, it's going to fall down and hit him in the head. Just some basic and wood. And one's standing
3: on the wood, so eventually, it's he's going to fall down and twist his ankle. Or yeah. watch their movie.
0: <laughs> the two woodcutters.
3: And they're going to talk like,
0: no, I didn't think that would happen.
3: Or in they
1: the, talk like the, the twins from Nothing But Trouble.
3: No, you're wrong. In the background, they're doing their own. Sp- Free Stooges prequel
0: <laughs> the movie would be tw- two hours long, it would be the first 15 minutes of them just cutting wood no dialogue, maybe just hey oh, yeah, be careful, and then wood smacking one on the head and the other one falling down smacking his head on the wood and then it's like an hour and a half long drama about whether or not they should pull the life support <laughs> oh, uh, just... like, like it's a real like dilemma <laughs> to, to build on what,
1: to build on what Luckland just said, there, there'd be like a Three Stooges thing with only two people. We're watching a movie called Three Musketeers, which has four Musketeers, and that's a Three Stooges movie with two Stooges. So what's this with three not getting, you know, three? Well, you know the. I love how three. we
3: took this sort of minor background detail and built it into just this life or death drama.
0: <laughs> well, that's what we, <laughs> that's what we would do. And it, what would you call that? Well, like if it had a name. The aristocrats. Name. <laughs> the
1: Um,
3: These
0: woodcutters in their life and death situation. I'd
3: call it, I've got wood.
0: I would call it like... um, I would call it like...
1: uh, Well, it's a drama, so be, what would you do?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Ah,
0: That's it! No, need to... That's it! What would you do? It's
3: like, and then in... Saw, the prequel. and And then...
0: yeah. and then one of the reviewers has like a wood-based last name, like John Timber. It's like it's a real Sophie's Choice movie, <laughs> and the movie poster is just like a saw stuck in some wood. <laughs> and the trees bleeding <laughs> that's so good i think in the previous shot like the guy
1: under the wood was no longer there but the guy on top of the oh wood was shit there. did he die already i think he died in like uh, like an rpg their bodies vanished.
0: no no what happened oh, was he got arrested wheel. because they knew that they were gonna
1: so no he's still there yeah the guy on top of it's still there
0: no he's still there oh he is yeah. he came Get back it right barter like, yeah. he's he's my favorite character in the movie <laughs> the <laughs> one little fat guy with, hats, yeah, fat my with
1: hat my <laughs> favorite guy and the guy on top has a vest so you can tell them apart
0: Yeah, Hat and Vest. That's their name in the credits. Like, they never get their names discussed in the two-hour movie. So... I, I... 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 Yeah,
3: so... Sorry, just providing noises for the soldiers.
0: Oh, good. So, we have a film here where our main character is a man wanting to become a musketeer. I think that's... Is that a staple of a lot of the Three Musketeers stories? I mean, to be honest, I don't even remember Three Musketeers' names outside of having watched this movie. I know they're iconic characters, but that's just me. Yeah, fair enough.
1: I mean, depending on the version you watch, they might be called aramis athos and pothos or they might be called mickey donald and goofy
0: no i will be honest the only one's name i did remember was d'artagnan <laughs> he's not the musketeer yeah, and
1: even then when i saw it written down i'm like oh it's spelt like that it's got like an apostrophe in it
0: <laughs> yeah well, i knew that because it's it's you know
1: look at it European.
3: oh we have a love interest we have a love interest
0: what the 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 the, the best flowers?
3: actress in the movie or? yep flower girl Sh- no, not the girl. Well, this is flowers. Final Fantasy Seven.
0: <laughs> I really like this He's girl. A flower. Look, look, wait a moment. Did you see that? That was so good. A guy just got stabbed, and he was like, had the sword like fully in him, and he was just like, Ugh! and he was just like holding his sword, and then he ripped it out of him. Like, while he was just doing other stuff, it's like that guy was like his sword holder. I love this movie, this PG movie. Yep, that's it's... for all the family. Mm-hmm. I love
3: this movie where he the. Our heroes all decide to slaughter dozens of guards solely for the crime of trying to prevent them from murdering each other over drinks.
0: Also, lit. and poop ticket. Let's not clubs. forget that these men are soldiers of God as well, because <laughs> they and work for the cardinal. That Cardinals. means
3: killing indiscriminately.
0: Yeah. Well, they're killing men who serve well, God. This is
3: a few centuries after the Crusades. Okay.
0: One of my favorite little bits here is uh, a guy the blonde guy just breaks his sword over his knee oh and he's like i'm done can you do that that easily like well, the fact did you
1: not that... watch the scene oh you got me
0: look when he got me there like i, I don't know how to defeat that Ryan,
1: what would you do
0: <laughs> i don't know <laughs> and yeah and he. but
3: i've saw it before <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to work in saw so, but you
2: did it
0: Thank you. She's just sitting there watching it. What is she? Who is she? Is she the
2: flower? She, she's the... She's, she's like Constance, one, of, one
1: she? of the, like, Queen's
0: maidens? Queen's oh, posse? Oh, is she the... I uh, yeah, uh, like how I'm playing dumb. Like, oh, is she the love interest? Or is this going to be a twist <laughs> on modern <laughs> storytelling? But here's the thing. We joke and laugh about that. Like, Lachlan's, like, said before. Like, rightfully so. Oh, here's the love interest. And I think what we should take away from this is... This movie is taking an old-fashioned story, right? It's taking a acclaimed story and revamping it. But it's revamping certain elements and heightening the old elements. So the typical elements of, oh, now that there's a woman of a young, similar age to these guys in the movie, she's a love interest, but they heighten it by making her her own woman, you know? Like, she doesn't fall for him instantly. Like, she gives him shit and all oh, that. Oh, she that. gives him a lot of shit. And, you know, having it be like, spoiler, at the end of the day, the villain isn't stopped. Like, he is. He's foiled for now. But, like, he's still in a position of power. He doesn't learn anything. Like, he doesn't get forward in any real way. Like, they're taking all these old tropes. Like, she's a damsel in distress for sure. Uh, but they take these tropes and they heighten them. And and they add new stuff. Like, they add flying airships and steampunk technology in a movie That doesn't require them. But yeah, I think this movie is a real commendable piece of art. Don't you think, Lachlan? A 10 out of 10?
3: Uh, Gonna have to pass on this one. I have only seen the first 40 minutes after
0: Well, the first 40 minutes, would you give it a 40 out of 40? One for each minute? Every minute counts. <laughs> Every Not second early. counts. Lachlan's like, nah, nah, nah. I'd give it like a million and a gajillion. It's like,
3: it's like they've got bits that try to rip off Mission Impossible and bits that try to be a straightforward historical adaptation. Both of them had a chance of succeeding on their own, but by mashing them together, they just sort of ruin the Evil One.
0: So you don't feel like this is a masterpiece?
3: Not so far
0: Not so far, but maybe the next 40 minutes of it will change oh, your mind You didn't see Orlando oh Bloom boy. enough He really will change your mind
1: So Ryan, did the flower girl's like criticisms stick home to you Given how you're from a small town? Oh,
0: well, I used to be a flower girl mm-hmm. And it was really difficult for me in this so modern day crazy world So did you to tell world. the
1: city boys off?
0: I always used to tell the city boys off. I mean, you could, Actually, you still do. <laughs> I still do.
3: On this podcast, I tell the city boys off for being ignorant. Even to this day, Ryan still hangs around scenes of horrific violence while handing out flowers.
0: I do. Just to see if there's any hunky city like, any hunky boys that I can hit on, you, you know? know. we
3: keep
1: bringing up elements that are in Final Fantasy 7, which is considered a fantastic game, and yeah. I mean, the fantastic is just, you know, meshing together flower girls airships it's it's all
0: here orlando bloom violence wood-based life and death situations are in both you know it's it's a crazy topsy-turvy world we live in all it needs is motorcycles so we've all seen this we've seen this movie look nuns uh, I just wanted to point oh, them yeah, out no. while well, they're still there. They're really attention-seeking, aren't they? No, I was laughing at the horse because it kept gritting its teeth because <laughs> it saw nuns. It recognized <laughs> it, brides where, of Christ. So it,
1: it's uh, every time it sees nuns, it like grits its teeth
0: like <laughs> nancy. Yeah, because because it's a Catholic horse. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> it likes religion.
0: It likes Catholicism.
1: It doesn't worship Catholicism, it just
0: really likes it. Yeah, well, it's a horse, It can't worship it. Yeah. Like They don't have a soul. They don't, according ha- they to don't have free will. Oh, no, exactly, but this one has enough will to like religion, you know? I like will. I like horses.
3: <laughs> he pushes a, a coin one. to the ceiling. How does he do that?
0: He does it with drunkenness. You know when you drink... Lachlan, I think what you need to do is drink a lot of alcohol... And eventually you'll be able to do it. Like, I think that's what this movie's trying to teach us at the end of the day, which is if you can be a guy who's really, really drunk, you can still be the best sword fighter in the land. Or maybe you can be a really, really religious guy who, who just leaves the cloth and there's no repercussions for you. Or you could be like a really, really amazingly dressed guy. Who gets captured? A lot. Like, but on purpose. But on purpose. Like, you <laughs> like being captured. These are the lessons in life that we learnt. Or, now, Lachlan, I know, and, and Bartek, I know you're going to all say it. Yep. We all knew how, who our favorite character was in the movie, <laughs> and we didn't want to say his name until he popped on screen, but I don't think we can hide the illusion anymore. The guy who all taught us a lesson, James Corden. James yep. Corden really taught <laughs> us the true lesson, which is. You know what made this movie a masterpiece? A lesser adaptation would not have pushed modern-day, edgy, James Corden-style humour into I th- I don't know why I'm laughing. Because he's so funny. He's, he's one of the greatest comedic talents. People talent. who hate
3: James are going to love this scene.
0: And they love this because this movie said, Hey, how could we make Shed a modern-day adaptation of The Three Musketeers? I know Get a bird to shit on James Corden. It's the only way A few way times to A few times
3: Not just one I think this movie was an excuse to abuse James Corbin honestly
0: I think he deserves everything he gets in life Look you know? like he's A
3: really... few years before this film he was Multiple in Multiple ways to interpret that Ryan <laughs> If
1: you years before this film he was in Gulliver's Travels And he was the only character in that movie who had the sense to yell up at the giant man so he could hear him
0: That and an actual English accent Yeah I mean, you yeah, know that. That is true. And Like in this movie, everyone has their accents as well. <laughs> like some of them are American, some of them are French. Some of them are just not French. It's always interesting when you get like films
1: set in France, but they go with English accents. And then you get like Les Mis, where the one character who uses a French accent is an English actor, Sacha Baron Cohen.
0: Yeah. What about in this movie, Christoph Waltz? He's still got his German
3: accent,
2: and,
0: and then Mila Jovovich. Where's she from? What's France,
3: is she... Germany, Mars? All the same.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, they're all full of people who don't appreciate the Three Musketeers from She, she was,
1: she was like the right-hand woman in um, Zoolander,
0: right? Yeah, and she was like Russian or something. In yeah,
1: that. I only remember that because when we had Sam oh,
0: on, uh, here it is, right? Uh, his master oh there we yeah, go there
3: you go and I see it on the big screen uh, I, I think the sequel to this uh, movie was going to be James Corbin Killing Spree
0: I really thought he was going to be the villain in the second one if they did make a second one he would be like what's his character's name Planchet or something yeah ago. something like that Planchet's Revenge and he just cooks him a really bad meal <laughs> yeah well apart from the cliffhanger he is the last thing you see in this movie yeah hey guys I don't know how you feel, but do you like cameras that never stay still?
1: Because this seems really for you. If you do, you know what? I I would say no, but that's because I'd be thinking of shaky cameras. At least this one
3: like keeps it level. Yeah. To paraphrase Mystery Science Theater, hot chessing action.
0: <laughs> I love this sequence because it does make you feel like you're in their game of chess. Like the, it's forever moving. It's like. ...really mechanical how it's moving... ...like this... ...even though it's smooth... ...you know it's mechanical... ...it doesn't feel natural... ...yeah it
3: feels kind of dolly... ...yeah... ...yeah... ...it makes you feel like you're in the room with them... ...very slowly doing wheelies in a go-kart...
0: ...yeah... (laughs) ...I... (laughs) ...I agree... ...oh and there's the king... ...so Bartok and I did an amazing little quiz... ...we... we uh, it ...it was not the most amazing... ...but we did a... ...which musketeer are you... ...quiz... Yeah, it was it which musketeer
1: or which character?
0: I think it was a musketeer, perhaps Maybe character And Bartek, what character did you get? I got d'Artagnan. Fun fact I also got that Which means Bartek and I Are in fact this the, the same musketeer. person <laughs>
3: You're the one musketeer
0: We're all one musketeer So that means we need another guest, Bartek Because, you know, whoops
3: Two other guests
0: I mean, we need two other guests because we're, we're not musketeers
3: Good maths Unless I'm good at the mashing the potatoes multiple times so that you got eventually got all three results. You know the all best. Four.
0: The best way to do it is just get fifteen people in the room and record like three people at a time and edit it together to eventually the right amount of musketeers.
2: Because
0: <laughs> someone's gonna be a real musketeer
1: out of that number. But no one gets like I don't know, Athos and it's gonna be awkward.
0: No, I, I no one wants Athos. Everyone everyone wants to be fun. And the king here, you know, he's impressed. I like this. He has a childlike innocence. And this is where the character really turned for me, because he's not as prissy as he was in those other scenes that we just saw. And this is playing
1: king. Now here he's got... I mean, he's always around subordinates, but here it's like subordinates who really don't have much of a say to what he should be doing. Mm.
0: And the queen, uh, she's a great actress. I've seen her in a a few things. Man, she has a really nice cross. I've got to say, like, sitting right there, it's it's prominent. It's...
3: Well, Made that seem really dirty somehow.
0: I don't think so. I'm just really into crucifixions. Okay. Oh, uh, no
1: yeah. no, it's a crucifix or a cross, Ryan. Get it right. It's
0: both. I, think, I can't actually tell because it's got know, jewels I'm, on it, but to... I think it's just a cross.
1: Maybe the, if the jewel represents Jesus, does that
0: make it like a metaphorical crucifix? It, aren't we all metaphorical crucifix? <laughs> We all... That's deep, Ryan. I'm deep, like the nails in Christ. Well, we're the same
1: person, so uh, that yeah. makes me the same.
0: Also, she's got really nice tits. I think we got to mention Ooh, that, too. I
1: mean, as soon as you said tits, her, like, tits just, like, pulsed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she heard me in the past.
1: It's <laughs> like, as soon as you said tits, it's like just like, whoop. Like, whoa, they reacted. <laughs> it's like there's a baby in there. <laughs> in both,
3: sorry. <laughs>
0: What a horrific image,
2: Bartek!
3: I, I, I think we need to sit you down and discuss where babies come from.
1: The teeth, right? Because that's where they drink from. The, so, the... so you're thinking a look, baby when... gets
0: born out of the nipples?
1: Well, Ryan, you know how they drink. the... Like they
0: get you
2: know off.
1: how? Well, Ryan, but no. Look, when they, you know how they drink the breast milk? Yeah. When they're inside the body, how do they get the breast milk? They're in the. Breasts. Oh, you got me there. To... <laughs> When we're done with this episode, though, I'll show you what I meant, though, because I don't think you saw it.
0: I did. I'm... Dude, I watched the movie last night. Her boobs do that throughout the movie. Don't worry. I made
2: sure.
3: Ah, uh, this is so the So you part... saw the babies. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the part where the king rewards the four musketeers for essentially murdering a bunch of policemen.
0: His own guard, might I add. Yeah. I would... Uh, your Majesty, might I suggest more? Shut up, Christoph
3: Oscar-winning Waltz. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shove your Oscar up another movie in which you mention the th- tears. Django Unchained. Do you remember that?
3: Unnecessary really? violence in pursuit of a cardinal's guard has been approved.
0: Mm. The the scene in which uh, I'm talking about is Christoph Waltz. well alert for Django Unchained. Where uh, Christoph Waltz just shoots Leonardo DiCaprio Because he's like talking smack And he's like Has the three musketeers in his collection of books Even though the author was black <laughs> And he's just like What do you think Dumas would think about this And he's just like about slavery And he's like I, I think he would approve He's like really I disagree <laughs> he's like why he was in fact black <laughs> And then he just like shoots him It's like Christoph Waltz knew that he had to redeem himself not saying that he's doing bad performance in this I think he redeems himself in every performance but I think he has to redeem himself in Django Unchained for this movie because I feel like we're not getting the full the full Christoph like we did in the Green Hornet what's his name there? Christoph.
3: It's only a 6 his minute character. watch so to uh, speak.
0: Oh Blodonofsky. What was his
3: original one though?
0: Oh, I can't remember. Chadnovsky.
3: Chadnovsky, yeah. I think my pun just sailed over everyone's head. Oh, do it again. It's like you said, it's like he's not giving the full Kristoff, and I was like, we're only getting the six-minute waltz. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're a genius. Thank you. Everyone kiss this is, kisses this ring, and I know it's a, a Catholic tradition as well, many traditions of kissing the ring. Do you think he cleans it? Or do you think he, like, wipes it? With his like, when he wipes his ass, he uses that hand so that when people kiss his ring, he's like, "Ha they're getting my butthole germs." Because that seems like a Christoff thing to do. Well, Kiss
3: my ring.
1: No, nope, like... not that one. <laughs> he's like, he's either a dick and wipes it with his ass, or he's a pervert and he licks it.
0: <laughs> There's no in between.
1: I mean, it's Christoff Waltz, so you know.
0: When's the other word a
1: pervert? Excuse me. Did you not see how people kiss his ring, Ryan? Oh.
0: And he likes it. You got me there. That's more of an ego thing. It's really weird to have Mads Mikkelsen and Christoph Waltz both be in the same movie as villains that work together and they interact with each other. Yeah. But they do have that great scene, Lachlan. They have a great scene later on in which... Kristoff basically calls him out. He's like, he's the best sword fighter in the land. He calls him out because he always practices swords fighting against no one. Like, he practices by just imagining the enemy. And it's like, yeah, it's very easy to do that, isn't it? Because it's like, no way to really lose. (laughs) It's like, Kristoff sword fights in the movie, but he swords fights against an opponent. So it's like, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about.
2: Hmm.
1: But he does have an eye patch, Ryan. Oh, you got me there. He must... He's got one eye, which means that he's invoking the spirit of Masamune Dante. Did I say Dante? I meant Date, who was a swordsman in Japan, which we talked about earlier in this episode.
0: Oh, I thought we... I thought you were going to mention, like, you know, a reference to the Cyclops in Homer's Odyssey.
1: (laughs) Why would I reference the Homer's Odyssey? That's... That's Greek. That rhymes with
0: geek. Do you think I'm a geek? I do think you're a geek. You're well, on this show the same with me
3: and Yeah, hence I know yeah, so You're <laughs> a, like a sideshow sense, a geek, or?
0: Yeah, sure I f- Yeah, I think so It's the only sense of the word I want
1: Not the Sasquatch sense?
0: Nah So, this movie contains Orlando Bloom wearing clothes <laughs> <laughs> Revolutionary, I agree <laughs> Need I say more?
3: Need I say more? Yes. Do you like... Our review of his previous movies had to be done after Dark. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like
0: this movie more than Orlando Klum without... Orlando Klum is my favourite actor. <laughs> is he related to Heidi Klum? Yeah. Oh, wow. I really like Orlando Klum, but, but no, no Orlando w- Bloom. No, 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 no be You Orlando. didn't let me finish. The Orlando Klum
1: movie, which also has Orlando Bloom, where Orlando Bloom's not wearing clothes.
0: Oh... Uh, Pirates of the (laughs) Parableon. Yeah, my favorite. So, do you like
1: Orlando Bloom, not to be confused with Orlando Cloom, more with clothes or without? More. With or without?
0: More without.
1: Okay, there we go. Now you answer the question. Look,
0: her boobs are just reacting to me. They're just like, hi. Ryan,
1: we've already established what's reacting.
0: The baby. Yes, the baby. Can we get back to that for a
1: sec? Sure.
2: <laughs> in your it was brain. just a metaphor, but sure. Metaf- we'll, we'll,
1: we'll, pre- we'll pretend <laughs> I said it literally.
2: <laughs> what metaphor was it
1: for? What was it a metaphor for? The pulsating.
0: Oh, is that what it means? The oh,
2: okay, bar- more you describe is the less <laughs> I want
3: you to explain. Look,
1: you know how when <laughs> pregnant women have babies in their tum-tum... Sorry, sorry that I'm referencing real biology right now, folks. You know how sometimes they say, oh, I felt the baby kick? Yeah, okay. That's what did. I was alluding.
0: But, hmm, so you're saying her
1: breasts were kicking? It, well, they pulsed up for like a second and then back down. It's like
0: ah, a kick. yes. The baby was kicking her tits.
3: He had to have used both feet, though, for both of them to sort of go up like that. Well, no, there were
0: two, one in each breast. <laughs> It's
3: twins.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> what happens when she has triplets? Does she grow an extra breast? Yes.
1: Lachlan? We should watch a sequel.
0: Here's the question. If there was a third breast on a woman, yeah, we're going with the total recall.
1: Yeah, I was going to say.
0: Where would you put it on their body? Would you put it just like in total recall? Like on, in, was all that in the in middle? A ro- in the middle?
1: So there's what are their choices? In the middle, above,
0: below? A- anywhere on the body. I would, I, I, I want to hear your reaction of where you would put the third breast.
1: I mean, if I wasn't trying to be funny, I'd probably just say, you know, above or below.
0: Or below which breast?
1: I mean, like, below the middle. Okay, so, it's so near like the tummy triangle.
0: Okay, what about you, Lachlan? This is the engagement of the movie it has brought us to what? Th- where would you put the third breast?
3: You're going to say the toenail? Honestly, I haven't put much thought into it. Well... You- by the end of
0: this episode, you're going to give us your thought. I think I've got the best one, which is I'll put it on the back yeah, for dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Lachlan really liked that one. Um, <sighs> I really thought she fainted here, but then she made it okay by smiling. I was really worried about her. And then this happened, and she like rips off her clothes and reveals that she does not in fact have a third breast. And I was, bag, yeah. I was really concerned that where did it go? Did it fall off? Women have three booboo's, yeah. <laughs> See how she's slicing and dicing their swords, yet they're not breaking. Yeah, I could just put one over my knee and just break it like that. What's the go? Well, I think
1: that's the special ability of blonde guy, but he just doesn't get to use it much.
0: Hmm her hands shaking
3: on it's quite gun. lucky she was attacked at that exact time otherwise her plot to carry a gun would have been useless
0: she's 48 years old at 48
3: years good <laughs>
0: she's no queen's breast babies but no one is true that is true like okay
2: enough oh,
1: God. I like this
0: guy's face in the back did
1: you see him what? No, I'd, I was looking at the boobs Ryan why would I look
0: at the guy's face <laughs>
1: We know you Well we're the same person So technically I did look At the guy's There was face. a
0: background guard With a face That was just priceless Lachlan you were gonna say
3: Uh, nothing I was just just, I was just Going to make a joke That he was just Approaching her To inquire about Whether women had Three breasts
0: Yeah I reckon so Your majesty Do women actually Have three breasts that's Oh I'll show
3: you That's why they're all Giggling
0: <laughs> He's so stupid And there's one like oh, I've only got
3: one oh, She's <laughs> strangling a weeping angel
0: Oh, What did it do? It's defending France Is that symbolism? I think it is in <sighs> fact symbolism yeah. dun,
3: dun, dun 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 No dun, dun, here's dun, the thing that,
0: Lachlan you said before it, You think it's a mixture of Mission Impossible And James Bond
3: the thing I saw... No, just Mission Impossible in a straightforward adaptation, and it's just they both clash with each other. Well, the
0: thing is, I saw people said, this is a too much like Pirates of the Caribbean. And they kept it does saying... does have a vibe. And they kept saying, why is Orlando Bloom playing Captain Jack Sparrow in this movie, but less drunk? And I'm like, wait, What? Now I really want to watch this movie like we are now and notice if he's Captain Jack. But he's barely in the movie. He's in it enough. He's in it enough, I'll admit that, but
1: he's not that prominent. Like, w- w- another thing that I took back from this movie over the years of every time I would happen to think of it was I didn't really remember any other villain except Mads Mikkelsen.
0: Yeah, well, it's because he has a big sword fight.
1: Yeah, it's because he's kind of the front and center villain, whereas uh the cardinal is the more behind the scenes one and the other one's in another country.
0: Yeah, he's more of a for the sequel villain. Yeah. And Lachlan, how far did you get through? You said forty minutes, so yep, did you see yep. this emotional scene?
3: No, no, we're reaching the new territory.
2: Ah,
0: oh, well yep. this is an emotional scene in which the king asks a complete stranger for advice on romance. And then, Man
3: who just killed 10 people
0: yeah, And hey, hey, if I'd ask for if How to capture someone's heart I'd ask the guy who cut one out
1: Would you ask someone who you just gave new clothes to? Because I think you're, you're willing to give them new clothes You're willing to ask them for advice
0: You got me there I mean, we're the same guy, so you've always, you
1: always got me <laughs> Yes, Ryan
0: So, Lachlan, you're entering new territory And I'm very glad about that Because we're entering new territory too In which...
3: You're entering the Ryan zone, Lachlan.
0: What's behind the creepy door? Oh,
1: you're bringing this out. Scary door.
0: Scary door. So, Lachlan, we found ourselves something amazing.
1: Well, I found it, but Ryan uh, explored
3: it.
0: There's a fan fiction for this.
3: A sequel. Okay.
0: Written by a girl... Now, you will have to excuse me because I am going to read this a section of it. This is from the prologue. It has well, 22 it's 22 pages long her fan fiction. Online pages. So. Online pages, so like 44 pages long. Uh, several chapters each titled. Mm-hmm. This one is from the prologue, and I will link uh, the fan fiction uh, with this episode. I'm going to read a snippet of it, Lachlan. Now, her okay. pitch is, this is a female's adventure, right? So is that I re- the name of it? No, I can't remember what the name is. It was, was like, it was like
3: a female's adventure. It was like
1: Musketeers 2 something something.
0: Yeah, so that was really descriptive. Before I start, I must add on this scene here, Lachlan. You haven't seen it, but I want to ask you something. Now think, this is 17th century, and I'm not as familiar with stuff. But what is this? How old In- do you think
3: I am, Ryan?
0: You're very old, you've been around since the seventeenth century. But this is seventeenth century and here we have invisible wires that can cut silk just by it floating on it. What is this?
2: <laughs> Material.
3: Like what is it? I'm imagining a sort of like a, a, a sort of a, a dolphin squeal as she as as she's flying through the air there. <laughs>
1: You know, for as agile as she was, she takes a long time to get over this one. Warm... Uh, she's got to
0: show us her, uh, the, the, the tip of her buttock cheek.
3: Yes. That's where boys come from. Girls come from the boys. I think this is <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> I that? think this is nonsense, Ryan. What? Or oh, just that one scene.
0: Well, here is a fan fiction. Now, it's an idea of a sequel with women. Being prominent, I'm gonna read you from the pro a small section to give you a feel. Now, I do apologize if I uh, if I'm muck up because there are, but ba- there's basically no v- grammar to this, and it's constructed in a way that makes it hard to read. But get with me, okay? Lachlan, here we go. The musk ears, no uh, tea. The musk ears look up to see a flying ship with a gentleman with a snide look. Buckingham, Athos said with a growl. All the musketeers drew their swords. Ah, 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 Buckingham said with his hand up. Don't bother. I just came to deliver a message to you all. What is it? D'Artagnan said loudly. Just that France will be mine, Buckingham said. The Queen walked forward. (laughs) (laughs) They used an E for that one, Lachlan.
2: Okay.
3: Then
0: you will have to... Okay, the queen walked forward. Then you'll have to take from us by our dead hand. <laughs> and said, I've never seen her so brave. Then he looked at my father and my mother. Yes. I think it's my father
1: and me and... Oh,
0: me. sorry. Then he looked at my father and me and mother. Ah, adding a new addition to your so-called family. Buckingham laughed. He never defeat me, he said. <laughs> then, when I got the courage and walked, sorry, it's that when. Oh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that when I got the that when I got the courage and walked. I will have you know, sir, that my father is the best swordsman in all of France, and he can take you on any day. I said with anger, Ah. Uh, a girl who not afraid to stand up to me," he said with a smile. "I'm impressed. Is that the message that you want to take over France?" Aramis said. Aramis is really quick on the ball, <laughs> my lad. Oh, one more thing," Buckingham said. "What the musketeers said," he drew out a piston. A piston. <laughs> he drew out a piston. He's gonna pump them. I told you," he said. Aiming it at me, this family would be broken up," he said. It all went slow to me. All I could hear my father yelling, "No," and trying to save me. I shut my eyes. Bang. And that's all I'm gonna read for now. Oh, to be continued. To be continued. Lachlan mm. what did you think of that fan fiction? Did it draw you in? Did you want to hear what happened after bang?
3: No. No. <laughs> bang of the piston. Bang of the piston. But to be. But to be fair, it's like I was, I, I was a bit distracted by, by the movie since I've never seen Bastia, so it's like I was, I was trying to listen to that and simultaneously try and sort of read the subtitles. Well,
0: the movie is now getting into a mysterious plot about betrayal to lead two warring countries into war. I like his shoes. Mine.
2: <laughs> I don't know. War
3: approaches. I like his shoes.
0: <laughs> that's why it starts because I don't have those pair of shoes. You got me there. He's back to the blue. Well, it's because you know he's an idiot. That's right. he's he's old trend fashion. No, it's because uh, you know he's too cool for school. So, when we watch this movie, guys, Bartek has already seen it. Lachlan's now in the I'm mystery zone, and I watched it last night. I'm gonna ask something of you all. I'll ask Lachlan first Lachlan having seen what you have seen of the film and what you're seeing currently how yeah. do you think how do you, for, the, you, for you this is a how do you how do you think that this movie is actually going to end <laughs> because I'm going to ask Bartek how did you think it was going to end how do you think that this film is going to end
3: well, um, if it's anything like the ending I read about on T V tropes, it's like uh, they're going to sort of uh the Musketeers are going to win the day, but uh Cardinals not going to sort of like um have any sort of negative consequences. Uh, completely escape.
0: Oh, well, you got you got it you got it there. But when you first saw this in the cinema.
3: Wait, did I just ruin it? No, it's
0: all it's all good.
3: Well the spoilers there's,
1: are fine on the show.
0: Spoilers are fine. They should be aware. Look, look, Cardinal's fighting real dudes. What a legend. Uh, but it's like, when you first saw this in the cinema, and maybe to ask you also, when you watched it last night, I don't know how well of your memory was of the film Yeah. after all these years, how did you expect this movie to go? Where did you expect it to go?
1: Well, when I was watching it in the cinema, I just kind of thought, oh, yeah, I guess the three muskies are probably going to succeed in the end. Um I probably would have uh you know I'll just leave it at that. When I uh, 6 years ago I probably thought that they were going to win in the end. They did. Um but when I watched it last night and I've already established the only villain I really remembered was Mads Mikkelsen. Mm. I didn't remember really the cardinal and the duke. Yeah. So it, it brought about this thing of like I remember the climactic fight scene which I think was on
0: Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, Notre yeah. Dame, yeah.
1: Where um where Rochelle, I think this is his name, got defeated. But I didn't mm. remember what happened with the Cardinal and the Duke. I didn't remember that he got away with it and that there was that cliffhanger. I I assumed that at some point they would defeat the um, the Duke while on the airships. And that maybe when they got back, the Cardinal would have kind of like it... Um, what's that film? The Prince Persia, The Sands of Time... Now, when he went back... It's in always
0: good t- to refer to that as a, as a yes, re- when, reference
1: point. Because, remember, when he went back in time, it was back- still kind of normal. No one suspected Ben Kingsley, who's never a villain, to be the villain. And he just kind of revealed all the stuff, like, hey, Ben Kingsley's the villain, and eventually there was just a lot of questioning and actions taken. And then it was like, okay, we're going to arrest him or kill him or spank him, you know. That so kind you
0: of wanted a Christoph Waltz being put over the king's knee and a good hard spank. Is that what you were looking for?
1: No, Ryan, I wanted them to be on the Queen's knee. Uh, no, I wanted them on the King's everyone.
0: knee. Look... <laughs> Our hero? The, the king or Sorry, the, I was gosh, just watching the movie. The I Queen, Ryan,
1: is going to be a mother. I think she needs to get used to spanking.
0: Oh, that's right, because she's got babies. And in that's her another breasts. thing. Oh I, I did expect her... <laughs> I did expect
1: her to give healthy baby girls. <laughs>
0: you a monster. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I wanted her to give stillbirth, Ryan. Is that better? <laughs> Now I'm a I saint. Can't,
0: I can't win either way. <laughs> um, I was expecting this movie to go... I don't know. It was one of these films that... It truly engaged me because I didn't have much of an expectation of where it was going. Uh, in, in a good way, I mean. like it, it drew me in so well that I didn't question, hey, where's it going to go? What's going to happen? I was more like, okay, I'm in the moment. You
1: didn't well, think James Corden was going to be king?
0: I actually was... Genuinely surprised, now, Lachlan to count you into this. Uh, I was genuinely surprised how impressively helpful James Corden was in this film. Overall, like he helps them catch Milady. Compared to their gratitude. <laughs> Compared to their gratitude, and I, 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 give him gratitude. Good job, James Corden's character. You, you've done a great job. He, he saved the day, really. And, and he calls out. Hey, there's five of us. Like. These, or in one of the later scenes, I think, it's like these idiots would have just done it with four, and then they would have screwed all the hell up. And
1: Ryan, remember earlier how we were trying to count how many villains there are, and we eventually settled on that
0: one? Five? Uh, five. Five good guys, five villains. This guy is the James Corden of the bad guys. Yes. Where <laughs> I mean, he does a lot and nothing at the same time. He looks and like they could
1: be cousins in a way.
3: Well, like distant cousins. it's funny because... Even all the people for Free Busketeers kill. I, I think James Corden is for James Corden, not for bad guys. He just struck him. So Was that like,
0: with water or urine?
3: I assume it's dirty of some sort. So it's the 17th clean water. century, so I think it's about the same.
0: So, Urine. <laughs> Uh, what I was gonna say was that bad guy with the blonde hair—that is James Corden's uh brother in the deleted scenes. Oh, really? No, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) no, he really is his brother. He just he just embraced bird poop and rubbed it into his hair each day to dye it bird poop white. Creamy colour yeah, Every he day he's like
1: You're doing really good bro You're doing really good
0: Yeah yeah He sleeps out on their balcony Each night <laughs> Like getting bird warm, poop In his hair To warm him up Yeah he's like Good job bro Good job Don't worry I'll get that bird poop Off your face Let me just wipe my hair on it." on mm. <laughs> And then you just hear Mads Mickelson Being like Oh, come on, let's get to work. <laughs> and be like, let's find out where those musketeers live. He's like, yeah. <laughs> like, he knows. all along, but he just is too dumb to realise that they're the
1: musketeers? Do you reckon he was expecting the water to be, you know, or well, the liquid to be
0: thrown on him? He, he was, like, shocked. He's like, hey, I just got this bird pooped. I don't want it washed out. Jeez, do you know how long it takes to bird poop this hair? It's fairly long.
1: Lachlan, you agree with all that, right?
3: I was I I keep I keep sort of getting distracted by the movie and I'm really sorry because I know the movie you put, is that engaging. I, I know you put a lot of effort into these conversations <laughs> so I am sorry that I didn't I wasn't being sarcastic it's just so mm. I'm, I'm sorry that I was distracted from it.
0: It's you. okay, Larkin. The film is engaging
3: you as it rightfully should. I mean as I was not expecting it to.
0: Well, you should expect it to cuz look, I can act her scene out right here for you right now. You know? Where she's like, which one of us should be worried? Go. Go so that you can come back. You fucking country boy. You country boy. You person I've known for two days. Remember that episode of Simpsons in the future where robots, like, kiss each other and their heads, like, spark and melt? I was expecting that to happen to her because if you told me that the the, 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 the duke... Not the duck. The duck of, <laughs> the duck of M.A.S.H. Uh, he made a robot of a girl to entice them
3: and trick it them wouldn't all. It would be the least believable thing that's happened in the movie. Really,
0: you know what, this movie, nowhere in the comparisons, I've read a lot of reviews for this. A or lot of James comparisons Corbin. were made to Pirates the Caribbean and, and James, and, and, and all this, and Mission Impossible. And shit and poops
1: that's a ship not shit
0: and i and i never saw a comparison to one movie i think really really i i, I see this a kinship to which is a will smith movie wild wild west mm-hmm. the one with steampunk spider at the end
3: mm-hmm. and the really catchy song which i've got in my head wild yeah. wild west
1: jim west desperado no
3: you
0: don't want that one yep oh i thought you were going to like you're both gonna sing like the orchestral music like
1: No we are going straight, straight to to the Wild Wild West.
0: I don't actually remember the Wild Wild West song. Me I neither. remember I remember Kevin Klein having breasts in it. I actually remember No Will Smith had breasts. To be fair, I do remember
1: the song more than the movie, but even then I don't remember the oh, whole well. song.
0: No, this is kinship to that, like the old uh, Orlando Bloom here is the Kenneth Branagh character in that movie Where Kenneth Branagh is like, really absurdly posh Even though he's like, a southern gentleman And he liked weird steampunk technology to the point of it being ludicrous And all that way He's like, I want a I, steampunk spider
3: <laughs> I did actually really like the scene where it's like Someone's trying to hammer a nail into a railroad But it keeps bouncing out And it just bounces out and the ground keeps shaking and then we see the spider.
0: Yeah, that is good. That is good. I mean, this movie could have used more mechanical spiders, I think, is what we're feeling.
1: You know the game Watch Dogs, which came out a few years ago? Yeah. The one that wasn't that popular despite all the hype? Yeah. One of the things that a lot of people really liked is that around the map, you can go to this dealer guy who gives you digital trips... Uh, which is he, he in the game? I think like he does something to you, which is like treated as if he's giving you drugs, and you play a far out mini game. And one of them is called Spider
0: Tank. Okay. Where
1: you play as in you know regular Chicago, you play as a mechanical spider going around killing people.
0: Is it a reference to Wild Wild West? I
1: hope so. It could be a reference to Wild Wild West. Could be a reference to Final Fantasy VIII. Who knows? Anything could have a mechanical spider and be a reference to it.
3: Oh well, you got me there. My fav- my favorite part of Watch Dogs was um, I might be thinking of a different game here, but you know, you know, for sort of like the chase scenes where it's like if you don't hit the buttons sort of like at the correct time, you you sort of you trip over or fall. Oh, over uh, something. quick time events. Uh yeah yeah, it's it's like someone put, posted on YouTube of someone like sort of failing every single sick quick time event in a in a. In a in a row, it's just just while chasing through a supermarket, and it's just like falling onto piles of tomatoes, and sort of like tripping over fish, and You've it's gotta just press the like
1: triangle button in the right timing,
3: like and, and sort of toppling ca- pyramids of cans, and just sort of like it, it just gradually devolves into something from police academy.
0: <laughs> I've never played Watch Dogs, and Me neither. I don't know the game that well, but you said an overhyped game. Yes. Do you think that this movie was underhyped? Because the thing I remember about when this came out was very little advertisement for this, and that's one of the complaints Mila Jovovich, the actress, had to say. She really slammed the studio for not advertising this, giving it publicity. Do you think that this movie suffered from being underhyped? I genuinely think that when people told me, hey, let's
1: go see this movie, I had heard of it.
0: What's that say? This was in a time where, you know. In the internet was in full swing. If, if people people we... really hyping up movies that were coming out at that time, that were going to be franchise makers, blockbusters, and this was right up there.
1: If you go back to our Christmas episode, "Deck the Halls," I made the point that you know that movie was two thousand six. YouTube wasn't really that big of a movie advertisement place. You know, you didn't get trailers, you didn't have a million likes on things. Here, two thousand eleven, YouTube's right in the swing of things. I believe Google kind of owned it at that point, maybe. Maybe? Yeah. I think they did. I think that at that time, a lot of people... In fact, I have comments from YouTube that I'm going to read at the end of this of people talking about their reactions to it. So, you know, they had a platform, and some people acknowledged it, but I guess people weren't smart enough to realize, hey, let's really focus on also putting ads out there in the real world. Let's not just go to the internet. Mm. There's a lot of, you know, places that they could have advertised this instead of me just having to hear it from a friend who later lied to me about Orlando Bloom being a king.
0: Fucking, who that friend We should hunt him? Yeah. Now, I, it's weird. And this is a question I want to ask you, guys. Uh, What is a movie to you that, you know, good or bad, but big, that you felt was really under, like... Not advertised that highly For me I always remembered X-Men 3 earlier,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Little advertisement for that I remember that Just No one talked about it And no one talked about it When it left Now I remember The X-Men movies were huge And I just remember The X-Men 3 Just little Little to anything
3: I don't know how much I'm a little un- It might have had more Advertising than I think But I think Kubo and the two strings I think yeah. deserved A lot more attention Just like yeah. Both in advertising And well in general
0: yeah, it's a great film. Great, great animation.
3: A couple
1: of years ago, when I was in Poland with my dadda, um, we went to the cinema to, you know, try to find a movie to watch, and we ended up watching... Uh, I keep saying watch because the movie is End of Watch. Um, and at the time, it was like December. It was like after End of Watch was shown in, you know, cinemas around Australia. Is that the one of that. Jake Gyllenhaal? Yes. Yeah. Um, and you know I'd never heard of it. We, we we had a he was like do we want to watch this or do we want to watch this other film I think it was Argo
2: yeah, yeah and, okay. I, and
1: I was like oh I've heard good things about Argo I, I'd probably vote for Argo but then he and my stepmom voted for End of Watch so we ended up seeing that and um, when I walked out it, w- it was a phenomenal movie it was I think one of the best movies I'd seen that year and mm. I hadn't even heard of it like apparently it was out in Australia way yeah. before I left yeah was it advertised that much?
0: yeah but it was a more smaller and in- more independent type of movie as you would and know by Jane having watched Jane the- Gyllenhaal, yeah. having and is it Michael Pena? I can't remember who I the other guy remember. is uh, I feel like Michael Pena but it's hard to say I haven't watched it in a while either but that movie very independent feel Mm. to it so i I don't don't know sometimes studios like to make independent type of movies in their catalog like they get little little filmmakers and give them a role and be like let's see if you can make something big out of nothing and or claimed or whatever and then we'll give you the big bucks like chronicle I was about to mention Chronicles. Chronicles a movie, and then they gave Josh Trank The Fantastic Four, and then look at
1: Yeah, I was just thinking, like, because I've mentioned a few times I used to watch the Midnight screenings show on cinemasnob.com, and a lot of the times I'd see a movie in the cinema that I'd only heard about from that website, hadn't seen anything around anywhere else.
0: Yeah. And here's a scene in which everyone's dead, Lachlan, basically. My favourite part of this is... dead, Dave. They know... good one. Everyone knows... Everyone on the ship knows that D'Artagnan's in that room. And look at how little (laughs) they stop firing. Hey, that's where our friend is. Fire everything. (laughs) That's where our friend is. Let's warm him up. (laughs) Isn't that
1: a true type of faith in your friend?
0: I have friends, and I always try to kill them with cannonballs and explosions and fire. And
1: and speaking of which, who's the next... How do I
0: turn this off?
1: Right now, who is the next person that D'Artagnan makes contact with? Uh, It relates back to something that you were saying earlier, Ryan, about a certain character having probably the most development.
0: Oh, Athos? Yep. He learns to catch someone.
1: He learns to catch someone, despite not having trusting anyone.
0: Well, especially d'artagnan, L- little D'Artagnan brat. is he dead nope it would have been fine he would have just fallen off and would have woken up completely wet and then set up a sequel it would have been fine and he given then
3: again a... you also spilled my beer so i'm tossing <laughs> you overboard he would and he would have <laughs> and he would have made a flirty one-liner and being like "Are oh, you such a country boy
0: no that would have been the chick <laughs>
1: Yeah, you hear or at the least ch- you're such a the she'll, first she'll appear in the sky as a at like Mufasa and she'll no no awesome. no no.
0: it'll cut to her with the cardinal and he's like he's just such a dumb country boy like it's halfway through an interrogation <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: see
0: look uh, Loughlin, here's, here's the scene we're talking about I actually really appreciate this scene especially now upon reflection of realising earlier this episode talking about that Christoph Waltz your is... eminence
3: invisible zombies <laughs>
0: <laughs> Christoph Waltz is being completely sincere and genuine here by being like... He's not necessarily saying... He, he's not even mentioning that he himself trains with real people. And he's not necessarily saying, I'm better than you. He's just... I don't know if it's a scene... Yeah, it is a scene. But I like basically saying, you think you're the greatest, but you really got to challenge yourself. And, and and that's one of the things I like about Mads Mikkelsen's character is... He doesn't push himself... And that's why he loses. He's so sure of himself. And I do like the fact that there's a moment where, you know, he makes a whole... You read this book, you read these books, and you think fighting's all about etiquette and honour. It's not. <laughs> like, And then basically, like, you don't fight fair. And he's like... No, he's like, you don't know how to fight. You don't know how to fight fair. And it's like, oh, I do know how to fight. Well, I just don't like how to fight. I just yeah. don't fight fair.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I went, oh, a second ago, because I remember that line.
0: And I think... The character Not a play, but to it us. is. And Christoph Waltz during that imaginary fight, people has some really good lines too. And I feel like their dynamics as older European actors, who both of them have done their time in, uh, you know, German cinema or Danish cinema or Eastern European cinema. They've been around for a very long time, both of them, and they both got their attention in America for whatever film for. Mads Mikkelsen, I would say he got a good amount of attention for, for James Bond. Yeah, Casino Royale. Casino Royale, that got him big bucks. But then I would say for more people, <sighs> him being Hannibal Lecter got him some real recognition. Mm-hmm. And then Christoph Waltz, well, in Bastards. Yeah. Like, from then on, Yeah. people knew who he, who he was. Yeah, we've talked
1: about this on the show.
0: <laughs> I really would like to cover the movie... Water for Elephants with Christoph Waltz. I, I think it's actually a genuinely emotional film yeah, with I think a great. My mom told me it was really good. Uh, uh, with, a, with some really great performances. <sighs> is that the
1: one with Robert Pattinson? Yeah, yeah.
0: I like him as an actor too when he acts. Uh, and you're having a good laugh about them flying up to the sky and James Corden's got no form of seatbelt helping him stay on. The, Just the, the
3: look of it all in general.
0: This know? is a serious so adaptation CGI-y. of the film. Yeah, this is a serious film
1: adaptation acid.
0: of that is not too far off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Says Ryan tapping his little touch screen with even waiter. Just uh, as foreshadowing
0: everyone. Foreshadowing. Talking about foreshadowing. Ooh, paper. Where were we left off on our fiction? At the fiction? end of bang, Ryan. What happens after bang of the piston? Oh well. Wow. After the bang of the piston.
3: Do I want to know what the bang of the piston is?
0: It's sort of happens... oh, I'll read I'll read the
3: Previously,
0: on Fan Fiction. Last
3: time on Fan Fiction.
0: This family will be broken up, he said. It all went slow to me. All I could hear was my, all I could hear my father yelling no and trying to save me. I shut my eyes. Bang! I opened my eyes, feeling all over my dress, checking for blood. But there was none. I'm okay, mother. I'm alright, I said. Mum can't breathe. I said. Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry. She let go, Charles. She's... She alright. <laughs> she, she turned to face my father and saw that he was on the ground. No! I yelled. I rolled him over. Bella, he said, weakly. In brackets, <laughs> I let it slide. Father, I said, grabbing his hand. The musketeer is rushed over to his side. Well, boys, the first moment I'm a musketeer is the last one, he said with a chuckle. (laughs) Don't say that, I said with my voice cracking. My dear, I'm afraid it is. He caressed my cheek. Do not cry. I bit my lip trying not to cry. He turned my mother. My love, he said, it will be hard, but I want you to love. Again, once I'm gone. Promise me. I promise, she said with tears in her face.
1: In her face.
0: (laughs) It says in her (laughs) face. In her face. And that's all I'm going to read for now. Wow. Where does it go from there, Lachlan, after tears in her face?
3: After you got banged by a piston. Lachlan, I don't want to spoil anything, but this here the sequence it, it here it reminds me have you ever heard of a little Litten contest oh oh no, no, no oh, oh sorry it's what just is it? like um, it's a contest to sort of like to find the uh, worst lines in in literature and it's sort of like it reminds me of sort of like one one of the contest entries which was, which was just like um, ironically the paralysis may, made her lose control of the very same limbs that made her routine so magical <laughs> Uh, those very limbs. Those self same ones. Now,
0: guys, I don't know how you felt about this scene here where, no, you, you're seeing it for the first time, Lachlan, but Mila Jovovich bravely sacrifices herself and the music swells, making you feel like, oh no, not her. She's gone. My girlfriend, Rachel, sat next to me and said, Ryan, why is the music playing like that? Like, we should feel sad that she's gone. She was a villain. She was terrible. And, you know, a part of me wants to be a cynical bastard and say, because it's the director's wife, honey.
2: I like that game. You've got to
0: feel... uh, The fish game? Oh, look, he's wearing purple. But I was feeling... Because it's his wife. And he wants you to feel sorry that she's no longer going to be in the movie. But I know deep down, the real reason is because that music is for Athos. To make you feel the fact that he did not do something wrong. He did not kill her. She killed herself on her own terms. And I don't know about you, Bartek, and I don't know about you, Auckland, but I was really expecting her to fly. Yeah, like, she's swooping down, and then she just rips off all of her clothes, and on her back, she just has, like, wings, like, those kind of, like, mechanical da Vinci wings, and just, like, flies. That's what I was actually expecting. <laughs> well...
1: And we've already established that she doesn't die, right? Oh, she doesn't die. She doesn't die. You know why, Lachlan, right?
3: Yep, yep. I know. I you know. do? Why? Well, I was like, I did read the TV tropes page, so I know that she doesn't die.
1: How? Do, why doesn't she die? Because she's I don't the director's know. wife. No. <laughs> No, that's the point. We don't find out, you know, how
0: she was stopped <laughs> yeah, from dying. Loughlin, Loughlin. At the end of this movie <laughs> I think this is a strength because it plays to comedic value, but also to the mystery of the sequel, which is at the end of this movie, she wakes up and she's drenched in water, and the Duke of Buckingham has her and says, Oh, we fished you out of the channel. She's fine. Like she flew she dropped from the air all the way into the sea and she lived. And and that's because comedy like, look at James Corden here. He's making me laugh. He's also making me puke, which is a lot of emotions. Uh, and 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 she made me laugh with her living. Like, her existence makes me laugh. I think that's what the Paul W S N S Anderson wants you to think of his wife. I think that's what he wants. Look at the Resident Evil movies. They make me laugh by her existence. Like, her just kicking CGI zombie dogs. I guess it's a tribute to everyone
1: whose mother has survived... Uh... Falling life... off,
0: an airship. <laughs> falling off
1: gonna, an airship. I was gonna. I was gonna. My mother fell off an
0: airship. I was I can... gonna
1: be a bit more general, surviving a life-threatening situation this or This November, we
3: shave our heads in order to raise money for people who've fallen off airships. Mothers who've fallen off airships. Mothers. To be... Sorry. Oh, the
0: motherhood.
3: Fathers is October.
0: Yeah, fathers, and they don't fall off airships. They more. They more get trapped in submarines. <laughs>
1: Or they run into a tornado. Hey,
0: do you want a sexy posing Mads Mikkelsen who doesn't know that he's got a camera on him right now?
1: Here he is. <laughs>
0: I got what I wanted. <laughs> do you know the fun fact in the trivia is one of them... How mi- do they breathe up there? They don't need to breathe. Up, oh, see? It's the
1: 17th century. The sky was different back there
0: then. There you go, as high as hot air balloons. So, I guess it's that? Is how they breathe? Hot air balloon logic? What I was going to say was one of the trivia facts I really liked next to Luke Evans is gay is Mads Mikkelsen wears an eye patch on the same eye that he has a scar <laughs> on or gets blood in in Casino Royale yeah, and, and the then movie. Valhalla Rising in which he plays a, a god slash entity of Viking mythology who's missing his eye it's like
1: ooh he's also missing the same eye as
0: Solidus Snake in Metal Gear Solid 2 <laughs> Hate, 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 <laughs> No, it's like, what are the next trivia facts? James Corden is in a movie. He has been in these movies and lists his whole entire
1: career. James Corden speaks loudly, much like in the film *Gulliver's Travels, where he speaks loudly <laughs> Yeah. to someone who's very. No loud. one likes
0: James Corden like in these movies. And <laughs> it's like, lists his whole entire. lists his biography. <laughs> Man, Still you biography. should hear
3: Frankie Boyle talk about James oh, Corden. Oh, I
0: have. I have. And he Good. doesn't like him. <laughs> God. And then he like has whole speeches about like, hey, I don't actually have it personally out for the guy. I just like comedy and he doesn't <laughs> <laughs> Um You know, we are entering a crossroads here with the movie. The movie is getting to the climactic phase in which the bad guys and the good guys are gonna show down and we don't know who's gonna win. I mean we know that they're going to win, but we don't know how they're going to win. Are they going to win with lessons learned from the story that we've seen? Hey, did it did did our hero D'Artagnan def- does he defeat the evil Mads Mickelson by using the lessons of sword fighting he learned from his father in that one scene? No. No he doesn't. What he does is confuse Mads Mickelson for no apparent reason. Like did you you watch that, yeah? Are talking about the scene just
1: when he dies?
0: Yeah, when Mads Mikkelsen dies, did it confuse you why he died or how he died? Well, he th- his sword was launched into the air. But not his sword. The other guy's sword was launched in the air. Like, Mad still has his sword. Yeah, um, D'Artagnan's yeah, sword. I'm just clarifying for the audience. Yes,
1: D'Artagnan's sword was launched in the air in a... Oh, sorry, in a kerfuffle on Notre Dame, uh, the sequel to Hunchback of Notre Dame.
3: And... Uh, Hang on, Mads. Yes. Sorry, but it's just I just remembered something. It's like, like, like Cardinal doesn't need to personally have the diamonds in order to win. He just has to make sure that they don't reach the Queen. So it's like he doesn't have to negotiate anything. He just has to like blast them out of the sky here and now, and he wins.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't know that, Mads Mikkelsen. the The Cardinal, the Cardinal wants it so that they can put them in London and frame them properly. But you're right, there's a plot hole in the villain's plan, I'm surprised. You were saying, Bartekian? So, D'Artagnan's sword gets launched into the
1: air in a kerfuffle on Notre Dame, the sequel to Hunchback of Notre Dame, fun fact, and Mads Mikkelsen does not realise this, but D'Artagnan does, and he plays along, like, okay, I'm unarmed, you've got me, Mm. and yeah, there's nothing that... D'Artagnan can really do without that sword. So Mads is like, yep, I've got you at sword's length. You, you're gone. Then when the sword you know, comes down, D'Artagnan reaches for it, grabs it. It's not enough time for Mads Mickelson to... to Move, to, to, block, stab. To just process it. He's like he, a computer. He needs time. You know what happened?
0: It landed, the sword, it landed in D'Artagnan's right hand. And since... Mads Mikkelsen's blind in his left eye He couldn't see oh. that it landed
1: And then he got stabbed Because the eye that he's missing Is facing the hand that grabs the sword
0: That's exactly it I think that's exactly it You know. There
1: you go Ryan
0: I figured it out, I'm the real Columbo of the group
1: Did you think that James Corden Was going to pick it up and throw it out? I
0: actually thought he was going to eat it
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Would it surprise you if he ate a bomb? And the sequel is James Corbin Quadruple Amputee. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's- And they, despite his disabilities, they shit on him even worse than before. No, the, the bomb,
1: he eats the bomb and it blows up inside, but it doesn't, like, break him, it just stretches him to make him really big, and then he goes back to uh, Lilliput,
3: <laughs> and he becomes the giant of no, Lilliput. no, it stretches him out like a balloon. And then he suddenly deflates like a balloon and just goes whizzing all around the room. Guys, like
0: guys, 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 you're getting it all wrong. I know. He eats a bomb, it
3: explodes, and it inflates
0: him to an enormous size, and the king says, Ah, oh, Cardinal, you got me my airship, finally! Ooh! And then, like, they, they tie, him, tie him to a ship, and they use him as the king's airship. or like, please, Your Highness, let me go. It's like, oh, the Lord speaks to me.
1: <laughs> and then all the inflation fetishists on the internet rejoice.
3: I did not know there are inflation fetishists. <laughs> well, now you do. There's a fetishist for everything. Is that true?
0: Yeah, look, there's a crucifix there. Someone's probably jerking off to no, that I right now.
3: No, I meant the inflation crucifix. Yes. There is, is an it.
1: inflation fetish on um, on YouTube. YouTube, look it up on YouTube.
0: Inflation <laughs> fetish. <laughs> Look, it's it's uh, James Corden's brother. He's just like, help me. I ain't got bird poop. Uh, no, he's like, hey, is this too high where birds go? Because I really want to get to the right altitude where birds can poop in my hair. Well, there's a
1: storm, so maybe the poop will get launched into the sky.
0: Oh, it's like God's poop in the storm.
1: Well, I mean, if that if it was God pooping, it would fall exactly where he wanted mm. to, aim L- it?
0: Wait, look, I respect him for taking off his cape. He's like, fuck off! <laughs> I want to know that guy's backstory. (gasps) That guy who just got pushed right there, he's like, Hey! Hey! Don't you push me! My brother is in hospital right now with a serious head wound injury and I have to contemplate whether pulling the life support or not. And you pushing me is not what I need right now! So this is (laughs) an analogy to how
1: people sometimes back in early 20th century had to go to war to earn money to save or pay Hmm. for... Something Medical bills. threatening. And he, the the one of the brothers who was sawing early in the movie joined the guards to to earn money for his brother.
0: No, I don't think he was already a guard and it this happened just to him and now he's like no his movie him in the movie would be about one man with a family struggling to keep moral order as a guard for Mads Mikkelsen. So just to get it right, he's the best one, not the fat one. Yeah, he's the best guy's brother. Yeah. Uh and his brother has an unfortunate accident. Like this is his this is a subplot of course, not the main plot. And he has to deal with having to look after his brother and get workplace bullied by Mads Mickelson. I mean, how can one man handle that all? You know?
1: Yeah. I don't know. Get, he should get his own spin-off anime. Anime? Yeah. An it, anime. Yeah, it gets, you know, more possibilities. <coughs> Bless you. Thank, Thank you. you
3: That was weird
0: We're both the same man
3: Shit, I'm well, that's taken w- too.
1: So yeah, Ryan was only pretending to be shocked by the anime thing Because he knew <laughs> I was going to say it
0: I am anime Anime ah. Ryan Well, well, well And then, oh, wouldn't you know it Snap goes the weasel It's,
1: it's
3: actually Pop Ryan
0: Fuck you <laughs> It's snap in my uh, country. Is that, is that Ooh, we're going to see
3: a very unusual version of Gilligan's Island, but on the ch- top of a chapel.
0: On the top of Notre Dame. So the hunchback is <laughs> yeah. like a native. I like
3: <laughs> <laughs> chapel. That's a little
1: a bit of an understatement compared to a cathedral.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I don't in really France, know my churches, their, so I
3: went with chapel.
0: They build their they build their chapels pretty big in France. <laughs> <laughs> you should see the size of their cathedral. Have you ever seen Paris? That's a cathedral. <laughs>
1: The Vatican's a shed.
0: The Vatican's just fucking... It's just a fucking... It's a storeroom. Outhouse. God's outhouse. (laughs) The Vatican. God's outhouse. Yeah, the Vatican Vatican City. Maybe
3: puncturing the balloon or the thing that's keeping you from falling is a terrible idea. Yeah, but they're
0: they're just going to jump back onto their own ship. But what's cooler? Doing that or not doing that? Oh, you got me there. What's cooler, bird poop or no bird poop in your hair? not oh, no, you got me there. It's kind <laughs> and of like
1: a twisted logic to that whole you-can't-prove-it's-not-true argument. No, you can't. It's like, what's cooler than... Well, what's not cooler than this? Not doing it.
0: Oh, do you guys say... Yeah,
1: no, I, I set it up You bad. can't
3: prove I didn't have a hand in writing Harry Potter. <laughs> you know, you if, if Pothos
1: was standing a bit more to the left, that would have gone in his bum.
0: I was going to say... If there was a woman on that ship, <laughs> she'd want to get impaled. Is that what you're saying, Ryan? What
2: the
1: fuck?
0: what? She would give birth to Notre Dame's breast babies. <laughs> We've already established this. That's God's penis right there. Oh. The tip of every chapel is God's penis. Oh, okay,
3: well a chapel, right? <laughs> oh, that's a chapel. <laughs> we established that. No wonder he wants so many wives.
0: Yeah exactly Brides of Christ All of them have to Rub themselves Against the chapel Every day Oh I Did
3: regret not... Saying that now Look that
0: guy's got a key A key to God's heart A serious question CGI are An- nun's no, a- no. referred to
1: As Brides of God
0: Brides of Christ
1: Brides of Christ Yes Oh okay
0: Hence they wear the habit
1: I thought it was just a habit
0: <laughs> They call him Mother Superior Because of the length Of his habits That's one of my favourite Thing one of my favorite quotes in the movie Train Spotting about their drug deal. <laughs> uh, I think Mads Mikkelsen's really great here because he swords fights like a true person would, like with the with balance. Oh, and the fences. He, yeah, you he fences. Fencing. He fences, and and I like he's also got better clothes. Like when he gets stabbed, he doesn't actually get injured because the material's thick enough to not get the blade pierce as easily. I
1: remember one of our teachers in our acting was course. a sword fighter. Was like really into fencing, and he's like, "Oh, fencing is really good for acting because it like teaches you posture." He was the paradox of the actor the one that you didn't uh. like.
3: <laughs> Working behind a retail counter also teaches you posture, I guess.
0: Ah, oh, I, I guess all actors should work in retail. <laughs> I think me... they already do. And no, they work in hospitality. <laughs> now, now this is a pretty brutal fight scene. There's blood involved. What I really like is Mads Mikkelsen's approach is really great, where he is. Weakening D'Artagnan one by one. He slashed his leg. He slashed the back of his hand, and in a moment, D'Artagnan is going to have the inner side, inside of his hand, the palm slashed as well. He's like cutting down each limb and digit, and all on and on it goes until D'Artagnan is too weak to fight yeah, him back. He's, he's
1: essentially hitting vulnerable points. Yeah,
0: instead of just stabbing him in the face. Yeah, instead of just killing him in one shot. I actually don't. No, I don't know about you. Okay. I want to hear Lachlan's thought on this. Now watch this, Lachlan. Mads Mikkelsen's just walking. It's, now it's running away. I, I, was I the only one who thought that he was just walking back to the airship? Because I didn't I, actually
1: expect him to come back. I didn't necessarily think that he was walking back to the airship, but I did yeah, think... Yeah, that's
3: understandable. I did think that he was done.
0: Though. I thought, I'd, I'm done with this. Like, the airship's right there. Like, so. he, he, like, How he, the fuck
3: well. do I get down? Oh, well, you know, the convenience there's...
0: You know, the, the convenience <laughs> stairs on Notre Dame. On on Notre Dame, the chapel. Oh, what about those two women down there? Yeah, Zana? I just what noticed you? them. You know, what happened? you know what their story is? Are they sisters of the two brothers? Oh, Beverly. I can't believe my husband is in hospital. Oh, oh I know. Oh, okay. I know. I really, really love my husband, who's
2: also in hospital. My How sisters? can we raise our they both si- children? Wait, are they
1: sisters or sisters-in-law? Oh,
0: sister-in-laws.
1: Okay.
2: I
0: guess... Are the two main guy brothers? No. Yeah. No. What? The two main woodcutting guys are just guys, and oh, then but the guy in the guard. Like yeah, and the guy in the guard is, is one of their brothers, the vesti guy. The oh. fat guy doesn't have any brothers. He's a single, single guy. So it's only up to his wife to make the call. Well the other guy doesn't, you know, it's his wife and the brother have to make the call. And
1: Beverly just cries. Yeah. Because. That's you
3: know... <laughs> possibly. One of the worst sort of like killing lines I've ever seen. You, you should have apologised to my horse. You know, when I
1: was cynical and watching this in the cinema and he did the stab, I'm like, he's going to mention his horse, isn't he? And he did.
0: And you know what's great? You never see the horse throughout the movie. Yeah, like, like It would have been great if the horse was on him... the ship and he's like, no, like kicking them. <laughs> the horse's name is Buttercup, by the way.
1: Is it
3: Imagine Arnold Schwarzenegger he? saying, you should have apologised to my horse or... Oh, I'm terrible at it Schwarzenegger said
0: worse things than movies
1: You should have
3: apologized to my cookie
0: Put that cookie down Now Yeah he said a lot of bad one liners Consider the divorce (laughs) And did you hear that one from Terminator Where
1: he's like I'll be back And he comes back with a car (laughs) What's that about? It's almost... Hey,
3: cool party.
0: Cool party.
1: One of Reese's favorite ones is... I am the party
2: pooper.
3: (laughs) No, my favorite Schwarzenegger line... Out of
0: all of the Batman and Robin ones is... Kill the
2: heroes.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. I haven't seen that one. Uh, have you seen the riff tracks for that movie? Yeah. You have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't think I've seen any I of personally tracks. like... For kill the heroes, for I am the villain. Yeah,
0: I love... um. One of my favorite lines, I think we mentioned in the last episode, is uh, Anakin in the... Uh, Kid Anakin, one of his best yeah. lines, was like... Are you an angel? No, no, no. It was the one I told you about, where it's like... The problem is, no one helps each other in this universe. <laughs> which, <laughs> and, the way you delivered it, I thought it was like a Natalie Portman line. But it's... Uh, I watched a great video last night, which was the voice of Darth Vader, but with Kid Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. And he's like that scene where he's choking one of the guys, the Rebels, and he's like, you know, obviously he's like, where are the plans? And he's like, did you know I do pod racing? <laughs> And then, like when he sees Princess Leia, are you an angel?
1: That sounds better than the clips of the guy who's real, like the real Darth Vader, like the one in the costume. And he's speaking, shouting, and he's like a like a cowboy, a guy. I, I a think farmer, one sorry. of my
3: favorites was like the oral notes. I mm. mean, I've tr- I've shown Ryan yeah. some of the oral notes. It's like them. Um, they put Dom- Donald Trump quotes li- like over Darth Vader. It's like he starts joking someone, "You're fired."
0: <laughs> I like. um... What's wrong with his eyes? I don't think that outfit's working for him because it's making his eyes look extra pink. Maybe he cried. Look at him.
1: Oh my god, his eyes are red. He, yeah, he did some crying. He's
0: albino, actually. That's really offensive. Uh, we shouldn't make fun of. He is.
3: No. <laughs>
0: Wait,
1: I was just making sure. What does the red have to do with him being albino?
0: No, they dyed his hair for the movie. You know, they still got to get roles. Oh no, don't you know that? What? Uh, albino's, albino's. Uh. Since the sensitivity of their skin And all that They they get a lot of uh, red eyes Because of the skin of the eyelids Or something like oh, that Or a lot really? of irritations of the skin as well Like their lips are also very kind of pinky red and well, His eyes are white now Yeah and yeah, and different scene uh, And his e- and ears as well Like just the more sensitive areas I didn't know about the eye thing Yeah it's cool I know now Would you have known without me
1: Oh, I saw what you did there.
0: And there's enough wood puns for now. Like the eye. <laughs> I really like the fact that at the end of this, the Cardinals just like, "You guys really forward my
3: plans. You want to work for me? <laughs> what a weird thing to offer your your arch nemesis." Well, because just... they kind of like settled. Things. I think you're supposed to sort of like um, tempt for heroes to walk. For- Work for you before they foil your evil plan, or before
0: they know you're evil. <laughs> like that's oh, always a good
3: one. Like Darth Vader's like, join me.
0: Yeah, but he, he wants it because it's his son. Mm. He doesn't offer a hand solo to join him. I'm so. I mean, bring no your
3: son to work day.
0: <laughs> uh so it's great watching this without sound and knowing that them playing violins, you can really know the actors that don't know how to play, <laughs> like, if you watch them. <laughs> There was one guy just bobbling his head like I remember once
1: Head banging classical music I remember once when I was an extra on Neighbours I was a student in a classroom like learning how to play guitar and like I used to take guitar lessons I wasn't very good but I remembered some things Mm. and like I when I was playing at some one of the like crew members came up and was like hey you're I think you're the best one of the group and I'm like
0: oh thank you and he said that to everyone in the group that day <laughs> You're the best friend of the group Don't tell that, that Bartic guy I said that Okay?
1: Like, he's very sensitive Oh, this is the I think this is the last shot before the cliffhanger
0: uh, You're really going to enjoy this If you like James Corden and a big fat sack of meat You're really going <laughs> to
3: enjoy this That was strangely <laughs> ominous <laughs>
0: well, you can see him coming. Hey, so doesn't it's that guard him. on the left look like Ricky Gervais, slightly? Uh, <laughs> when he has a goatee and a beard, not quite. Bit, bit tall. No, it said looks like a little bit. No, here's something. Look, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> a
1: fish. It looks like.
0: And is that what is that? A pudding, or jelly? Like it's, it's
1: like a red. Giant
0: half tomato. I thought it was watermelon originally, but look, it looks like a pudding with the. the Even at the their finest hour, top. they
3: can still afford to spend a minute To, live, to uh, putting down the help.
2: Yeah.
1: That was a bit, a bit of a sour note, but then you get this. But then you get. I guess that thing kind of looked like one of those things that were kicked in, like, the Willy Wonka's candy garden. Mm
0: mm-hmm. You know something cool? In this movie, they use that weird voice effect on uh, yeah, Orlando Bloom a lot. And fun fact, that's not an effect. Orlando Bloom can just really throw his voice in a digitally altered way. Wow. Well,
3: just yeah. like T-Pain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, so Orlando Bloom's wearing a great little neck piece. Here. Here's something I was expecting. A little touch for me. I, I think his outfit really rocks in this scene. I really like it the most. He looks like an evil Shakespeare. But I was expecting him to wear red. Because he asks her, her favorite, though, sure what. what's your favourite colour? And she said, I don't know, red. And he's like, I just want to see if you could tell the truth for once. I was really re- expecting him to wear red, just to like impress her.
3: Well, he's got red flags on that specific ship.
0: Ah, oh, you got me. And all of them. No,
1: the rest have like blue ones, don't they?
3: As a nobleman, he of course has authority to sort of declare war on France without King's approval. Do you reckon Burns the Duke happy? Burned,
2: it was well, of course, dead. that
3: makes sense.
0: Now, before we give our ratings and reviews, there's a lot of things we felt during this, but we can't leave you hanging on too long with the fan fiction. I'll read you the last little snippet of, of where we were up to. He turned my mother. My love, he said. It will be hard, but I want you to love again. Once I'm gone, promise me. I promise, she said with this in her face.
3: And now, the story right now Isabella, he said Technically there's always tears in your face Like sort of behind your tear ducts
0: In in your face That's romantic Isabella (laughs) Promise me that you will stay the way you are And never change (laughs) And when the time is right, you will find love (laughs) (laughs) I promise Oh wait I I promise I choked out (laughs) (laughs) Boys, my father said coughing Protect my girls, watch over them, guide them, love them. If needed, never leave them, because when they see you, they will. We promise, they all (laughs) said together. And with that, I saw the life of my father cease to exist. Without the A. (laughs) Without the A. I stood and walked to Buckingham's ship above and screamed at the top of my lungs, Coward! As it flew away, I ran with it screaming. I ran with it, with it screaming at it, throwing my shoes and crying as it flew away. (laughs) I fell to the ground sobbing so hard it felt like my heart, my heart, my going to out of my chest. Suddenly, I felt several hands on my shoulder. I turned to see all of the musketeers with looks of remorse and sadness. D'Artagnan put out his hand to pull me up from the ground. I took it as he pulled as he pulled him up. He pulled me into him for a hug. I'm so sorry, Isabella, he said softly. I embraced him for what seemed like forever and my sadness turned into anger. I turned to the musketeers. I want to learn how to fight. I want to know how to use a sword. I want to be a female musketeer, I said. Are you crazy? You could get killed, Athos said. A part of me has died today. It's not like it can return, Athos. He told. <laughs> it's not like it can return. Athos, he told not to change and live my dreams. Well, I'm going to. Well, I'm going to do it, and you are all going to help me. I said. I beg your pardon, Porthos said. And why should we teach you? Aramis said. Like Aramis is always full of questions <laughs> yeah, this, it is. isn't he? And teach well now is the time to learn. And what do you want? And what do you want to teach you? D'Artagnan said. Simple. I've seen you in action, Athos. Teach me your courage and smart. Pothos, teach me how to give the partner an unex- the unexpected. Aramis, teach me your agility and sneaking. And D'Artagnan will teach me the best. <laughs> like, like, fuck you guys. And that is, and that is, Athos said. Sword play, I said. Me? Why me, D'Artagnan? Because I feel like you can understand me and teach me faster, I said with a small smile. All right, then. I'm in, D'Artagnan said. If it's all right with mother, then we're all in, Athos said. My mother. Ma- sorry, Mother, I turned to her. She can learn. <laughs> <laughs> she can learn, Samantha, said. I think it's supposed to be Samantha, but Samantha said Yes I yelled, jumping in Athos's arms, hugging him on one condition, my mother said. Anything they all said. You teach me as well Sam said. <laughs> and that is that. It felt exactly like a follow-up to this movie. Didn't it? Didn't it feel like a follow-up? Now, we are gonna get into our ratings uh, and oh no. A bit a bit a bit too I know what you're gonna say, Markland. It's a much more emotional than the film?
3: That's one word, yes.
0: Alright, so we're going to get into our reviews and rating of our choice. Uh, I will go straight out the gate first. Three Musketeers, 2011. Here's what I've got to say about it. It makes you think. It makes you feel. And it challenges you. It challenges you with the perceptions that one has brought in about the Three Musketeers. Whether you've read the book or seen other material of them. Or saw the Pajama Men production. Or saw the Pajama Men production. Seen variants of it. It makes you question what they are going to do different in this movie. And the things they do different, they sure do them differently. They nail them. They nail them hard. And the things that they do keep, the old-fashioned tradition of the love interest, the damsel in distress, all this, they turn up to 11 and then some. I think that this movie deserves a franchise in which we get to see these characters evolve, change, and grow. I think that this movie is one of the best kinds of adaptations you can give because the problem with an adaptation and a remake is where's the line? Do you want it to be the same as the book or as the other versions have been? Why bother making it in the first place? Because you want something different, but then if it strays too far off, you complain that it's nothing like the original. This is the perfect way to do this, in which it takes enough from the original and goes far enough out from it as well, making it its own universe, its own thing, its own Three Musketeers. If I have to give this a rating, if I have to give it a rating, Bartek, I would say my rating would be... um. My rating would be a dashing purple outfit because after all, fashion favors the bold.
1: Much like the
2: king. Much like
0: the king. Ah. Uh, what about you, Lachlan? Let's see a, a a a a review and or rate and and a rating of of your choice about this film masterpiece.
3: Well, I thought it was a thrilling tale of a bold, intelligent cardinal. Trying to wrestle control of France over a whiny baby king who held hissy his, his, fits whenever he lost at chess and sort of berated his tailors for no reason, and let's be honest, quite clearly did not deserve to be running a kingdom. Clearly wasn't mature enough. Only for his, pl- and so the brave cardinal tries to sort of like a take control of France with a minimum of casualties. Only for his plots to be foiled by a group of vicious thugs who carelessly abuse their manservant for no good reason, aside from the fact it's James Corbin, and kill dozens of guardsmen who are only trying to stop them from dueling each other over the mere fact of a dirty pair of clothes and some spilt beer.
1: And spilt poop.
3: It's one of the great tragedies of our time, Ryan <laughs> But sadly, I still have to give it only a quarter of a pyjama man out of two
0: Well, Bartek,
3: let's hear from the amazing you Who's also me
0: And also Lachlan oh,
3: we're And also D'Artagnan.
0: D'Artagnan And also D'Artagnan Oh yes, we're two D'Artagnans And
3: <laughs> also a character in my SCP <laughs>
0: Man, this is complicated,
3: I'm everyone now
0: Um, Don't let yourself down, me down, or D'Artagnan or Lachlan Basically, don't let us, don't let yourself. In a way,
3: aren't we all Bartek?
0: Aren't we all Bartek?
3: That was deep with a capital
1: second E. Aren't
0: we not all Bartek,
1: guys? So this is the, including this time right here before our eyes, this minute before this one. Uh, This was my third time watching the film. It's not my third time listening to it because, as we said, it is muted, but we had subtitles, and it's one where I'm. Talking about it from an older perspective than when I saw it as a young kitty who just finished Year 12 and mm-hmm. was ready to enter the world of going to university. Did you have a
0: beard back then? Yeah, probably. Oh. Mm.
1: Anyhow, when I was looking up stuff about this movie, I noticed that it had, s- it had something missing that another movie was missing, but no one was complaining about it. Um, I'm talking, of course naturally about deck the halls oh of course um one of the comments i found on the indb message board had a really big tirade about the fact that there were no black people in this film no people uh... of colors and that made me think wow okay yeah th- that is true i guess i guess that is a problem that there, there were not i don't think there would have been any characters that needed to be black especially but they don't
3: necessarily need to be white either. To be fair, yes.
1: Oh. And then, and yes. then I read some comments. I don't necessarily know if I included them. That were complaining about the fact that, you know, this is France, and you know there are white people in France, but they're all being played by people doing their normal accents. That they complained about whitewashing white people with other white people, and it just. Oh.
0: That's a tragedy.
1: And it just made me keep thinking about this whole whitewashing issue. We, we even talked about it last week with whole Tiger Lily's a white lady, even though she's in a tribe of people who are outside of regular society. Yeah, and in the they're Payton. all Yeah, in their old multicoloured... Multicoloured... Multicultural. Uh, multi, multicultural society. And it reminded me, and I don't know if I've mentioned this yet on the show, but you know the uh, Scarlett Johansson film The Ghost on the Shell that's coming out yes. soon? yes. Um, Sooner it has, I don't know if I've missed it.
2: No.
1: Um, not. People are complaining about that because she's playing Motoko Kusanagi, a t- traditionally Japanese character, even though she's kind of like a robot android, um, being played by a white woman. And, you know, when I heard that, I'm like, well, yeah, I guess that is whitewashing. But then I heard this comment. It's by someone in Japan who has sort of rights over the property. Mm. When asked if he had a problem with the fact that Scarlett Johansson, a white woman, was playing this role, he said... No, why would I have a problem with this? Scarlett Johansson is a very well-known, you know, American Hollywood actress and I think that her presence will increase the likelihood of many people getting into my franchise Ghost in the Shell. Mm. So it's kind of like looking at there are good sides to it. People are like, "Oh no, we need this. This is a completely bad thing."
0: But no. Not in no. N- not in there The Three are Musketeers good things. Case?
1: In The Three Musketeers is it not the exact same? Is it not that people love Luke Evans, love Ray Stevenson? I know, men
0: love Luke Evans.
1: And probably, probably <laughs> vice versa <laughs> as well. Is this not a film surrounded in love? Yeah. Love makes the world go round, Ryan. This film is love.
0: Shrek is love, too. <laughs>
1: Well yes, that you know that originated when he was shipped with an unexpected character, right? Do you know which character?
2: <laughs>
1: no Ryan. The answer is obviously Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh, fuck that, that's not even a lie. You can look it up. So if I have to give this film a rating, I'm not going to give it a Shrek crossover with uh, Shadow the Hedgehog because many people have. I am going to give this film 10 times the love it will get after the successful franchise of what would you do which will reinvigorate people to go back to this movie and see where it all started 10 times how much people will love it at that point in time
0: you really you really got there didn't you Mm -hmm. love love is a factor now we have some people who love and don't love this movie i know I know Lachlan, it's not just you who doesn't love this movie. I know it's shocking. But there are multiple people with multiple opinions, and Barzak and I have got together a variant amount of YouTube comments and or reviews from IMDB. Uh Bartek, I'd like to hear a couple of your YouTube comments about this movie.
1: There are a lot of cool uh, there are a lot of cynical Cindy's uh... In this uh, uh, compilation of comments But there are some good ones Mm. There are also some who uh, got a bit off track But let's let's hear from some of them So the first comment I found Was from one of the cynical Cindy's Skip this movie and watch the BBC show The Musketeers I've heard it's more accurate And it's much better written slash directed slash acted etc Smiley face And another comment said they got some really good actors to be in this crap And then they did a colon capital P They
2: did a smiley
1: face Oh it's a colon capital P so it's like the tonguey smiley face And there is another comment here from another bastard Sorry I've gone from cynical Cindy to bastard Bastardio It's like bastard Bartek um, This bastard Bartek says Hollywood can make a shit from diamond Alexander Duma makes face palm With a U instead of an A In his coffin.
0: (laughs) You say it's like they roll in their grave it's like in his Face palm in his coffin. Face palm. Give us another one and then I'll read mine.
1: (laughs) Alright, this person's excited but, I mean, for the wrong reasons. Can't wait for G.I. Joe retaliation, two commas, where Ray Stevenson, Porthos it says in brackets, will fight Dwayne Johnson in an epic fight, film fight and then a colon capital D like a little excited face
0: well that was exciting I'm also starting out with negative ones Lachlan here's a negative review from IMDb there's no star rating on this one it's called Chicks Chat on Film Review Musketeers on Steroids that's the name Did
2: from they, to, Yeah. from
0: 2011 that Now would
3: explain how that guy at the start was able to pull those chains out of a wall
0: oh well we'll get into this because he's ready to fight Dwayne Johnson <clears> hmm <throat> This is how it starts. Now remember, this is from 2011 when the movie just came out, so, still fresh. Yet another adaptation of the Alexander Dumas classic, The Three Musketeers. However, this tale came with way too much modernization for my taste. Flying battleships, automatic cannon launches, and tricked out vaults were just a few of the technological feats that were only a necessity because the story needed something more to make anyone care long enough to stay in their seat the full running time. I felt that from the trailer, there was a desire to make this a larger than life visual extravaganza with the wide and aerial views of the French and English landscapes, along with huge explosions. The viewer was, uh, uh, yeah, along with huge explosions, the viewer was supposed to be amazed. The only amazing thing that I found was that the only way to remember that they were experiencing a story in Paris, France, is that the characters kept mentioning it. I don't remember that. Mm. They kept mentioning it. Otherwise, with all the varying accents, it was easy to forget where the story was taking place. I don't recall one person speaking with a French accent or even interjecting a, or injecting a little bit of French for some authenticity. Not once. And don't even get me started on the ridiculously constructed chance meeting of D'Artagnan and the Musketeers. I have to admit that I found the Duke of Buckingham. To be delightful, he was a balanced mix of charm and cunning. But what the heck was going on with the King Louis character? Charm like uh, King Louis character, a fashionista. No one seemed to be immune to the wiles of Milady de Winter, and you just get the feeling that she is the only woman in the world with an adventurous side. She was everywhere. All in all, I could think of while watching... Uh, like All I could think of while watching this film was this is the stupidest Three Musketeers story ever. I love movies. I love action in movies. I love classic tales. And I love fashion in any context. But I do not love this film, dare I say it. I did not like it very much.
3: <laughs> I did not like it, Sam I am.
0: <laughs> it should have struck with it's sort of stuck with a character driven tale of heroicism instead of stepping the over over the top presentation a preoccupation with fashion my preference is the classic tale and story and the cleverness quick wit of the musketeers their exceptional fencing ability and their keen sense of loyalty to to the throne as they work to the mentor as they work to mentor d'artagnan as has always That has always been enough. Don't bastardize a classic. Make your film and call it swashbuckling or something. The story did not require 3D, and it did not require my presence in the movie theater. I give it a red light. <laughs> <laughs> they had a lot of feelings about that movie. Yeah, what was it called? Chick Chats? Yes, if you want to check out Chick's Chat on Film Review... And I have another one here for you. Dumas for Dummies. Seven stars. 2013, so a couple years later. The uh, 2011's The Three Musketeers will never be accused of devotion to its source material, Dumas' famous novel. While it doesn't have a strong script, excellent acting, or even a loose grip on reality, it does have absurd fun in bucketfuls. It's a movie that you turn on... You you turn you turn off all the parts of your brain that handle higher functions. Sit back and hold on for the ride. It's Renaissance punk styling and its dedication to flash over substance may not have won it any acclaim, but it sure does make it a visual treat. It's one of those movies that you go that if you go in looking for a challenging, mentally stimulating movie, you'll be sorely disappointed, but If you got a bowl of popcorn and hankering for madcap adventure, this, I, the movie for you. Good movie? No. Fun movie? Yes. Three out of five stars. Cool. Let's hear from you, Bartok. Okay, so this these co- these next couple
1: of comments came from before YouTube had the whole reply system where you can like <laughs> get the initial comment and read down. So these are these are responses. Um, this first one is a response to someone who's calling out a bunch of Orlando Bloom, not to be confused with Orlando Clume, fan girls for loving him despite the fact that his character is very evil. I don't expect him to know me. I'm not the only one who loves him. You're just a disgruntled person. And I just think it's beautiful that a film, like the three musketeers can bring out such raw emotion in a person <laughs> that they can defend themselves in relation to the film. <laughs> and the next one's a response to something that I just, I don't even understand. Serbia? I am Jew! You and your <laughs> Serbia have a problem? You fucking racist! I fuck you and your racist Serbia! Smiling, winky face. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what is, a Serbian what is going on film there? review. <laughs>
2: um,
1: and this one is a response to the general cynical cindiness. Oh no! Why is it so awful to see a story altered? I happen to like airships, whether they would really work or not, when combined with swashbuckling adventurer types. I understand it isn't faithful to the original story, but there's, but there's worse. Finsk in
0: the world than that, Christ. Christ, just added there for posterity. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that's good now from that. But we have to get back to some ten-star review from IMDb. That's right. There are some positive ones. Uh, Ryan, take a drink. For take a drink. Us oh, I'm gonna take a big drink because this is a big word for a review. And
1: there he goes, just sucking on that bottle like a teeth
0: Like a baby teat? Like, did I get born from this bottle? Well, when you were in the
1: bottle, you could drink it all you want. You know, some
0: people, they live for the bottle. Yep. Now, this one's called Not the Best Adaptation, but loved it. Ten stars. Now prepare yourself, guys. For this may contain spoilers. Honestly, this was not the best adaptation of the Three Musketeers, but I personally enjoyed it a lot. Despite it being in a different language... (laughs) and not understanding half of it. (laughs) One of the reasons why is because the movie was very entertaining, and the second reason is because I prefer not to compare both the movie and the books together, since no movie is perfect when it comes to adapting it from a book. The only one that came pretty close was the Three Musketeers 1970s version. I did not really mind the airships because Anderson did say in an article that he decided to use one of Da Vinci's war machines in the movie and I just interpreted the airships as Buckingham just trying to find a way Ah. to defeat the nation of France.
1: And Da Vinci's tomb was at the beginning, it was foreshadowing.
0: I did not mind it either when Milady Bungie jumped from the roof practically half naked because honestly. Who would want to be bungee jumping in that kind of dress, am I right? Sure, it's a lot easier to fight in the dress, but do you really think it's going to be a whole lot easier trying to bungee jump and doing all of those jumps and leaps on the roof in a Queen in Queen Anne's room? Though the m'lady in the actual book would probably never do anything like that, I did not mind it in the least because I believe if Milady is capable of murder, then she is capable of everything else. The movie was a bit humorous and all action. The plot seemed to go by too quickly in my opinion, but I just think the movie is good for entertainment. There were lots of references to the books though, like for instance, Buckingham's letters to Queen Anne, the stealing of the Queen's diamonds, Athos and Milady's relationship despite the complete differences between the book and this movie, the affair between Milady and Buckingham, and finally England going to war with France. I won't go into full details of the book, you just have to read the book yourself, but there are a lot of differences between them, but still some references to it some of the characters were a little off character like buckingham since in the book he wasn't really a bad guy just a lovesick puppy but i think from the german version of the movie that orlando bloom did not do so bad in fact he really made it seem plausible for him to play the role of a bad guy both orlando and mila jovovich really gave me chills though the sexuality between milady and buckingham really drew me into the story more because just <laughs> because just like milady in the book the milady in this movie was not your average go to church and stay pure kind of 17th century woman <laughs> i believe milady in both the book and the movies make the story more interesting because without her there would be no adventures although i will agree with one review There was too much attention on Buckingham and Milady, and not enough on D'Artagnan, which is basically what the whole story is about. The whole story is about D'Artagnan. I also found it a little weird how Milady was able to survive the fall from the airship. I do not find it plausible for a person to be able to survive after jumping 4,000 or higher. I suck with numbers. (laughs) 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 <laughs> uh, 4000, I suck with numbers and landing in the water but the movie is just meant for entertainment so I really do not care I really hope that the next movie though will pay a little more attention to D'Artagnan and not to kill off Orlando cause I'll be mad if Anderson did if you're one of those people who really expects this to be the perfect adaptation, do not expect too much because no adaptation is perfect. And this is just one of those movies where you can just go and watch a movie, say a Disney movie, and just escape from reality. That's what it is. And that's the end of that review. Passion. Uh, I'll let you read from another couple. I've got six left. Ah, uh, give us, give us two or three.
1: Okay. This person is critical of a decision that was made for this movie. This is a joke. Of course, Hollywood make. Uh, of course, Hollywood would make a badass assassin into a female during this time period, right? Last time I checked, an assassin is described as being in peak human physical condition and athleticism, being capable of performing great feats of acrobats and much more. This, and in quotes, assassin girl, is skinny as a thread of hay. Push her off an eight-story building, spelled the wrong kind of story, and she'd break her damn legs. And really? Really? A leap of faith at 58 seconds? This was a video of the trailer. Ezio Auditore would kill y'all thieving bastards. He's the main character of Assassin's Creed 2. Oh, oh,
0: right, right, yes.
1: <laughs> and Brotherhood and uh, Revelations. And one more? Sure, just bolt on a gas bag to a wooden galleon and it will fly. Maybe some great alchemists developed a super lifting gas out of bat farts and that's why they can fly in spite of being a 100 times too heavy. Because <laughs> this guy's a genius. He knows how to make bat farts to make your ship fly.
0: Now... This one, guys, I know this is one's really going to grab you, because this is called Pure Entertainment. And I think we can all agree, Pure Entertainment was had with this movie. Nine stars. From 2011, just for context. <clears throat> Take this from a woman who's in her 20s, afraid of blood, and never read the actual story of this title. I found the movie great. It satisfied my expectation and my need of entertainment, Perfectly cast Everything from the musketeers To the silly king And the cute queen The acting Were superb The scree The scripts Were absolutely cheesy But somewhat expected From this kind of genre I have no complaints Whatsoever And then they do like The the, the, the big smiley face Like with the teeth But they don't, they don't, they don't do Like dots They do I... the lines <laughs> the <laughs> Little emojis okay. The fight scenes were fun And guess what? No blood! That was, like, perfect for me? And the sign of blood was pretty rare throughout the movie. Ah! That's like, I'm going to do that noise when they do an emoji. Ah! Because there's a few. It makes it watchable for faint-hearted like me. It also explains why it was. it has a better score from the female audience. Check the vote statistic. Well, that and the gorgeous main casts... The sequence didn't feel rushed The music's just right And there were more there, there were more than enough Humor in certain every scene Light and tasteful humor Not the raw ones <laughs> <laughs> Not the raw Not the raw ones Okay. This is the kind of movie Which I gladly buy The DVD, even after I watched it In the cinema That's what they had to say Now, now this next one, it's the last one of mine It's a long one. So do you want to read one more from you?
1: I've got two shorter ones that I can read. Yeah, quickly. So this first one is uh, another... Actually, this one's more of an angry Arnold.
2: Oh, no.
1: God damn it, Americans. You fucked up another great story with you. And this is in quotes, pew-pew-pew style. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that classic genre, the pew-pew-pew genre? (laughs) Yep, and pew-pew-pew is one word, so thank you for saying that quickly.
0: And one more... Hollywood needs to take a bath well this one is a 7 star review from 2012 written in Sweden just to give you some feel delightful what an adaptation that isn't an exact replica of books or films the horror that's the title that's the title lighten up see the name of the director and gladly stay away or have complaints that aren't based on logic And then this is in quotations. What would those wire triggers? What would the wires trigger? An electric alarm? Ugh. No. Bells, probably. How come Aramis can make a leap from that height without even twisting his ankle? Ugh. God damn it. Well, uh, well, the Musketeers are so legendary and mythical, maybe it was time to have fun... With And present these guys as something close to superheroes Which the source material in a way In a way view them as larger than life Fitting words for this updated laid back version
3: And I don't object to that It's just that they sort of swing from superheroes To sort of straight historical fiction (laughs) And they also don't really justify any of the violence That they commit aside from the last third
0: (laughs) But Lachlan the next part of this, uh, par- the start of this paragraph is Sophisticated people often say you should read a book now and again Instead of just watching simple movies In this case, I have to reply Take the time to see a movie and view it as a movie Instead of just reading a books <laughs> a singular <laughs> everything evolves not always for the better of course that's everything and just cause everything just cause something's classic doesn't mean that it's gold Dumas' stories about his musketeers isn't Shakespeare no metaphor for the afterlife it's adventure with a splash of thriller plot twist who wants to see the same film over and over with the only difference being the actors not me adapt or die most of the story is intact milady is still a double agent the musketeers still have their virtues and flaws d'artagnan will still run into a few men during a chase and challenge them all to duels and will and all will show up at the same location in time and <laughs> and it's I said it. And that's from the book. It's not a film that stands still. There's chasing, slicing and goofing and we get crisp cinematography for once by Anderson. Good camera work and everything about the surface is beautiful. I do feel like a lot of hate just comes based on Anderson's resume. If you know movies, you shouldn't like this. Hence, Judging and sentencing it from a, from a biased view. The cast is mostly able and sufficient for this kind of easygoing entertainment. Waltz, but with no T <laughs> might have heard. um doesn't reek of menace evil I hear as a complaint. But what kind of cardinal would that make? As he says evil is just a point of view, and lends a sophisticated calm malice and, uh, and lens sophisticated calm malice, Who, if we're if we're honest, look like a bit of a daft pedophile in Tim Curry's flesh. That just worked. Stevenson is Pothos. Evans uh <laughs> I love this. Evans uh constipated lack of good material with charisma as Aramis and McFadden is funny as Arthus. you know? It's <laughs> like these guys the- the Musketeers fucked him thought so legendary. (laughs) Uh, and then and then D'Artagnan is certainly the weak link don't know the age of the actor but he looks 17 tops and him challenging menacing villains and big heroes doesn't really work and you almost laugh Jovovich the director's wife looks alright for 48 smiley face (laughs) but has way too much screen time and way too little range as an actress. Anderson should learn to separate career from personal life. At times it's almost a wizard adventure. Bloom in the controversial role as the cunning and arrogant Buckingham gives a flamboyant performance to say the least and is enjoyable, though clearly over the top. Things similar along with not that many things to get excited about or to complain about. A solid but too familiar adventure that doesn't put our p- protagonist in serious harm's way. Enter Mads Mickelson. And TTT's most spot on performance. <laughs> I love that. TTTs. Is that doesn't it mean shouldn't it be TTMs? Nope. The TTT's most spot on performance. At times a thankless role for Mads Mickelson. He again stand out he stands out and rises above the material. The one-eyed captain is at his core far from a coward which we will see which we which we will see but he wants results quick sees no point in honor and is indifferent to see to how an adversary adversary is beaten a sleazy cool baddie worthy of walking in walking in Lee's or Wincott's footsteps. Every time he strays far from the narratives, things get a bit too harmless, and the movie is most fun when it strays actually high in the sky. (laughs) The third act raises the Musketeers from a somewhat fun, somewhat hollow five to a seven. In the end, I judge Anderson's job here, not on his own merits, because then this is a masterpiece for its genre then. Genre. Then, it's a fast-paced ride with airships, three hundred slow mo, a final, a finale with a duel on a rooftop, to majestic, ma- a majestic score that, despite weaknesses and changes, not the same thing, is well worth the watch.
3: Well, a lot of it was enjoyable. It, it's just you couldn't really get behind the characters at all.
0: But wait. I don't think Dumas would be spinning in his grave even remotely. I think he was cremated. I think he would pop up and say
3: <laughs> And anyway, face palms.
0: Excuse me. I don't think he would be spinning in his grave remotely. I think he would pop up and say, "This was brave and fresh and slightly <laughs> dumb, but thank you for breathing new life into my work. I liked this."
1: Put that as a quote somewhere. <laughs> the reason
0: for one character being in a probable sequel and another one is not. is And another one not is slightly obvious and annoying, though. And that's the end of their review. Okay. They had a
1: lot of feelings. They had a lot, a lot. I mean, we had a lot of feelings. And I have two more feelings from two more people to share with you.
3: And it's not going to take anywhere near as
1: long as that review.
0: Oh, but that one had a lot of feelings. This one.
3: Sometimes that review just wants to bake a big cake with all that feelings. Mm. This one is very direct with its feelings. I watched
1: this film two days ago and I fooled in love with it. I don't know why, but I think Logan Lerman is is good actor for this film. He was a great D'Artagnan. <laughs> and the last comment, and this one, you know what they're feeling. You can just...
0: Oh, please be an erection?
1: No, Ryan. I'm gonna read it to you right now In all of it's like Six Seven words <clears throat> Good <laughs> Yeah it was shot in my city With like Nine exclamation points
0: Was that city Paris? Well I mean <laughs> it's in,
1: It was filmed in Germany
0: Oh fuck yeah Germany So that's it listening people You guys have been fantastic Amazing Wonderful
3: Superfluous Great Obviously At least we assume you We will. assume
0: You could be You could be terrible you could be awful people.
3: You could be stealing jokes.
0: You could be stealing material from, from innocent Polish podcasters and using it for your own gain. You could be murderers. You could be thieves. You could You could be a producer for an unappreciated masterpiece. Sitting there crying into your bowl of wheat bicks.
3: How do we know that you're not outside our house right now? How do we know that? We don't know that. Because they're busy go.
0: Oh my god! Oh my god, is Paul WS Anderson outside? I don't see Mila Jovovich, so she must be too busy filming a scene! Oh no. (laughs) Oh fuck!
3: Shit. Until next time, guys.
0: Till next time guys, remember If there is a
3: next time, he looks pretty angry.
0: <laughs> Till next time guys, remember to be nice to each other and, and check out all of Paul W.S. Anderson's work. I really like Soldier with Kurt Russell and Event Horizon. Oh, oh, and all of the Resident Evil movies of course. Please, no, don't break it through the window, Paul. No!
1: <laughs> ah, my eyes! I know, he's beautiful. He's beautifully dressed. Oh, it looks really good, Ryan.
0: What a nice purple outfit.
1: I can't feel my legs.
0: Fashion favours the bold.
1: Coming soon, What Would You Do? Part 2.